Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. What is going on everybody? My name is Cotter Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Here's for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. Now, I am joined as always by my partner, Mr. Sean Meehan. But Hello. Sean, there's no news this week. No news um, at all, guys. I mean, there might be. I haven't checked. Because this week, we have finally... Get to do our review of The Batman. Yes, Connor was unfortunately uh, saving the people of Gotham last week, so he wasn't able to uh, <laughs> review The Batman. But I think this is better because it gives everyone, everyone's now had a bit of a chance to see it, um, to experience the film and to listen to us talk about it. For those not familiar with our review style, usually it's general thoughts at first and then we go kind of scene by scene talking about how we felt at the time when we saw it and i feel i was really worried because i think this is going to be three hours long and i don't want it to be three hours long no Um, for a three-hour movie you don't want a three-hour review (laughs) no and i think that should be a good rule to set from now on but look i think we should probably yeah as i said do general thoughts feel know what we feel and also important to say this is spoilers from the get-go all spoilers all spoilers. Like I'm, we tr- we've we've occasionally tried to do non-spoilers, but it's just not as entertaining to listen to because no. we don't want to dance around it. So full spoilers from the start. If you haven't seen the Batman, stop listening to this episode for now. Listen to it later after you've seen it. Exactly. Um, and w- I mean this this movie um, was my most anticipated. But I'd be sure a lot of people are uh, a lot, or it was for a lot of people is was my most anticipated movie of the year. Um, mm-hmm. And 
I mean, last year was probably either Dune, well, not actually not really, but Dune was amazing, That's, or Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, I think Spider-Man was my most anticipated, but Dune was like the sleeper hit. Uh, yeah. Batman in like March, I feel I've just been spoiled now because I've gotten such a nice good thing straight away and I just have more excitement now for the rest of the films in the year. Yeah, and and this this movie came out and a lot of people will know if you've listened to any of this show is that I am an absolute I just love Batman. Um well more specifically Nightwing, but just the whole world. <laughs> well, you'll take what um, you can get. <laughs> like I grew up on Batman the animated series. I I'm just obsessed with I do with any of these characters. And so whenever a new Batman movie comes out, I'm always the most cynical human being <laughs> in the world. Um, just because we've all been burned before, have we not? We have indeed. And, and sometimes a new Joker movie comes out as well. And he's also <laughs> cynical, even though it's, a, it's, it's the best film to ever be made. <laughs> <laughs> again it's been the best film to ever be made again <laughs> that's true that is very true um, um, but yeah this movie came out and we all seen all the trailers and what stood out to every single person we talked about on the show Sean is oh damn this looks real good but my heart can't take it because I mean a Justice League movie like th- that happened that did <laughs> that, that happened twice Connor. <laughs> And both of them were not great, let's be honest. And Batman vs. Superman looked cool looked in cool. the trailers. Oh, trail! yeah. You can always make a trailer look good because you just have to find two minutes where the film looks class. But it, <laughs> to stretch that out over three hours, it's tough. It is tough. And so going into this, I will admit, I... I was wary. I wasn't wary of Pattinson or anybody in the cast, right? Like, Matt Reeves, excellent director. I think Pattinson is amazing as an actor. You've got Zoe Kravitz, Paul Dano. I mean, the cast is ridiculous. None of that was an issue for me. I was just like, I hope it's good. And if, like, I just wouldn't allow myself to enjoy it. And I walked out of it, I have to say, as the most cynical person is, I cried twice in this movie shot. Did you actually? <laughs> At least once, anyway. Oh my god, that's amazing. That's so good. <laughs> yes. I feel like that's too strong and people will then push back and be like, yeah, but you're, it's not that good. I am very aware this movie has flaws. Okay? Yeah. This, and not every movie is perfect. This is not even probably the best movie that features Batman in it, if we're going to do it that way. Ooh. But I've always said that Batman Begins was the best Batman movie. I think this is the best Batman movie. This is the perfect Batman film. That is a very good point. This is the best representation of Batman, I think, that we've gotten. Uh, yeah. I, I, see, The Dark Knight still has Heat Ledger, and it still has that Joker performance. And I don't think anything you do can ever, just as a pure cinema experience of, like, a wide mass appeal. Fuck, this is good. Oh, also Batman's here. Yeah. <laughs> but th- this is like, this is like they've built the Arkham games and the animated series and they've put them together into some weird fucking hybrid built for me. <laughs> yeah, but it's also, it's, like, I said this to you before the show, I feel like it's a very approachable comic book movie. I feel you could go into this knowing nothing about Batman apart from the name and still have a good time with it pretty much um, do, do you take that see I actually I wouldn't say I disagree but I I would have thought it was harder for people to approach this but I mean then again I'm kind of coming at 
from a different viewpoint. So I'm always worried that people are going like, us. Oh, it's way too dark. It's way too emo. And it is a bit emo at times. There's but a I love where it. He says, I love I, it for that, Connor. <laughs> there's a moment where he says, you're not my real dad to Alfred. And I rolled my eyes and I went, that's bad. That's bad. But, but yeah. up until that point, I was like, I'm all in. <laughs> there, yeah. And uh, we're kind of getting into generalities rather than specifics. But I think that it is more a crime noir film than a superhero film yes the best way i can sum that up is and it's because it's completely ridiculous and here's some of the spoilers for you batman glides off a building in one scene and he's got a goofy glide suit on great great scene goofy kind of looking glide suit on and he hits the ground and stands back up and i was waiting the marvel fanboy in me has been trained to wait for the quip and it just never came. Yeah. Batman just left. And I was like... Not only did he leave, he limped. He limped <laughs> off. He's like, like this man is would. injured right now. <laughs> this is just a man. <laughs> this is, that's the run we've all done if you fall in the street. And yeah. you're like trying to hide the fact that your leg is killing you. And you're just like, I'm fine, honestly. I'm Gotta make grand. progress. Gotta make yeah, progress. Yeah. And also it, the bit before he jumps, where he has the moment where he looks over and goes, oh, fuck. And he like takes a step back like, that's really high. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't think... Oh, am I really doing this? Am I really going to do? I'm a billionaire it's a a young Batman and look it is going to be edgy because Batman is just dark and edgy as a concept the problem is and I think this movie gets it is that a lot of people just see this as this is what Batman is Um, and it really depends on what comic book you're reading there's comic books where Batman is really dark and then there's comic books where Babin's not so dark and he, he's a bit more light-hearted. Then there's, it depends on who's writing it as well. Um, I feel like because of, say, Tim Burton and all those Batman movies, people are trying to trade, especially like the Nolan trilogy, mm. people are trained that it's a darker version. This Batman has to be a certain way. My favourite thing about this whole movie is that it ends in the opposite to what you think it's going to end it. Like, it starts with, oh, this is the Batman we all know. He's dark and he's emo and he won't talk to anyone, of course. And at the end, like, there's that moment. And that was the bit that I, I was getting welled up at. You oh, know? I, I got, I got, I, I had a little pang in my heart just being like, that's, that's Batman. Cause, yeah. Because, like, Batman actually fucking saves and helps people in this movie, man. <laughs> and I can't express how refreshing that is and how much I didn't know I needed that until I saw it and you know what it's so cool seeing a Batman who's not a playboy like you just have a little like he's basically still Ted and he hates being Bruce Wayne he'd rather just kill Bruce Wayne he doesn't want to be him at all and he just wants to be Batman because that's actually where he feels more comfortable and that's I really like that um, that parallel with him and Dano that Dano's like I'm like a weedy little guy. Nobody ever listens to me at all unless I put on the mask and then I become like this leader of men. Whereas Batman's like, as Bruce Wayne, he doesn't want to talk to anyone. He never makes eye contact with anyone. He's always looking down. He's just so awkward and just anxious constantly. And then once he puts the suit on, it's like, okay, all my problems are gone. I just get to be Batman now. Yeah, because this movie does a thing where, like, Bruce Wayne is played as, like, a a trauma survivor, which he is. Like, he his parents were murdered in front of him. Also love that we didn't fucking see that 
Uh, oh, thank God. <laughs> I was waiting for pearls. I was waiting for pearls. There's a scene at the start where a family is getting ready to go out and I was like, ah, here we go. But <laughs> Oh, it's worse. It's much creepier. It's much creepier. But um, I like I like that Bruce is... He, he never kind of got the help and support that he needed and this is where it led him. Yeah. Whereas Riddler never got help and support and he went... In a similar but opposite direction. He went for the costume tomfoolery, but also Riddler wants to destroy things and Batman, in his own way, and in a, maybe not in the most effective way, but he is trying to help. And I love... I mean, there's a lot of things that I love here, just as like, just as somebody who just consumes this media yeah. with this character. <laughs> that like, um, I love the fact that him and Riddler never punch each other. There's there's never any contact. There's always something in between them. It's a game of brains yeah. rather than anything else. Um, How do you feel about the fact that Riddler is very much smarter than Batman in this movie? Very, very I- much. I mean, that's absolutely fine. I mean, it's year two Batman. That's the point. I mean, if this isn't Kevin Conroy Batman, who's been doing this for five to seven years and is like the smartest, best fighter, just well-rounded. This is like in the video game where he's got Ted in strength and he hasn't built up any other stats just yet. Yeah, he's Um, just brawling at the minute. But you can also, but he is smart though. No, he is. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's, I, and I guess it is because it's early days, Batman. But like, Riddler, Riddler is smarter than him up until he doesn't figure out who he is, which I really thought they were going to do in this movie. Yeah, but I there's a, there, I think there's a there's a thing in Batman where Riddler's like, well, where's the fun if I tell people that it's not a riddle anymore? Because I think Riddler does know that Bruce Wayne is Batman in the comic books. I mean, that's fairly normally well known, but like. The, the idea is that, well, if I tell someone that it's not a secret anymore, that I can't have it in a riddle, if everybody yeah. knows, if I just announce it. Yeah, he, um, if the riddler gives an answer to something, what's the point? Exactly. So I think that's kind of the get-out clause in the comic books. It is a bit sus that he doesn't know it in this, because it's, it's so... I like the bit where he goes to Gordon and he's like, look, dude, you're a good cop. Um, I'm about to be out in like another five minutes, so yeah. <laughs> good job. Um, what did you think of Gordon and him? I really like their relationship, and I like how it's made Gordon kind of an outcast in the Gotham PD. Mm. Because... And he's not Commissioner Gordon yet in this. He's no, but the, the, the very first scene, say, in the, in the crime scene at the start, the Commissioner walks in, and I love when there's another Commissioner and Annie Batman. Yeah. I'm like, lad, you are dead. You have a target on your back, my friend. Like, like I, I, I give it 10 minutes yeah. before this chap is dead. But I like how, like, he is swinging for Batman. Like, like he is batting for him. He is uh, in his corner. He's and like, this and guy can never help. explained. It's never explained why. No. They just, he just, they just trust each other. And they're the only two people that, like, they get each other. Yeah, like, and they have arranged the bat signal. The bat signal scene in this movie, man. I mean, it's perfect. It's, it, to me, that's how it should work. Yeah, Batman stops crime by being an idea. It's like, oh, the Batman's out tonight. I'm not chancing this. And we've never seen that. And that's what the, the movie starts with the, the Riddler, say, killing the mayor. And that's a really creepy scene. It's really good. The mayor walks back and forth and, he went, and you just see the eyes. Yeah. And my favourite thing is he still has the glasses on. And it's a really small thing. But like, it's something that, it adds an extra layer of fear that he like took the time to put on the whole costume. He's like, well, 
I can't put in contacts, right? Like, I'm going to have to put them back on my glasses over my killer outfit <laughs> just so I can see when I kill people. Someone posted a thing and, like, those glasses that he's wearing, they're the same ones that Jim Carrey wears at the beginning before he becomes the Riddler. Uh, yeah, and I think it's meant to be like the Zodiac Killer as well. Yeah, and they're like clinic prescription, like clinic, yeah. like they're free glasses you get from the government kind of a thing. Uh, so yeah. it just builds the character even more. And so that's like, that introduces the, f- like that is the first thing we see. That is like, that's a horror thing. Because so you just hear the go- breathing as well through the mask. Yeah. Um, and that's all in the trailer. So we've kind of all gotten a kind of idea of what that would be with the tape and everything and no more lies. And that kicks off the whole plot that he kills the mayor. Yeah. Um, also, same- <laughs> sorry, when I saw this in the cinema, uh, there were a family with like a seven and eight year old kid oh, no. in front of me. This scene happened and they left. <laughs> they think was gonna happen like it's rated 15s here in ireland yeah like what did like you thought it was gonna be justice league like it's like ah, you can't have seen you can't have seen the trailer as anybody and like even if you were going to see batman and you were like oh we're bringing the kids to batman tomorrow will we watch the trailer it's two minutes yeah just to gauge it just to see what it's like like, you would have to know. I mean, the, the trailer starts with him wrapping a man's face starts in a murder. killing him. Starts with a big old murder. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, that that happens. And then at the same time, we have the great... what it, The narration can be seen as a cheat as a cheat code in movies. That you can kind of get away with it. I love... When it started, I was like, okay, I'm a bit, bit iffy on narration as, like, a, a plot point. And we just use that to get across things. But... They started with it and then they ended with it. Yeah. And it was never used really other than those two times. And the start is great because it's like what Batman has done in these two years of just pure violence and fury and he just never sleeps and he just, he tries to tra- go through the whole city and just beat up as many people as he can is he's created an element of there's shadows over there. The light is in the sky. I could be next. Yeah, and because you see all of these crimes happening and then the criminals look up and see the bat signal. And we've never seen that where it's like, I can't get to everywhere at once in a Batman movie. No, yeah, but he doesn't have to. Like it's, mm. And it's not a series of mirrors that connects it to his house. Uh, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a it's a warning. It's a warning for criminals and it's hope for citizens is what it's meant to be. Yeah. And but at the start of the movie it's just a warning. It's just fear. Yeah. It's not hope. Um cuz nobody knows really. And where we first see him is on the train scene, which it's a classic thing. They are, there's a gang. They oh. follow a guy off a train. Yeah. We were all we were all theorizing about that gang with the painted faces and it's just Halloween. Like yeah. That's, that's it. That's all it means. I like... It, I, sorry. I was going to say, because it's just based off, I mean, Lug Halloween, Batman Year One, it's Year Two, it's it's a whole bunch of stuff all mixed together. Yeah. And I like that there is there is one gang member in there who has half a face painted, and yeah. he's the one who feels bad about what they're doing. That's just and, nice costuming. <laughs> it's it's just good that yeah they're, they're not all the same we then we immediately associate with him because he's like this isn't right guys what are we doing yeah and we see um, batman from his perspective first yes and so you have that moment where what did what did you take that's the intro to the character oh like he is terrifying in this <laughs> he like because he walks out of the shadows and he's the just, boots the boots like the just the boots the noise of him walking the silhouette 
and like the gang the gang is like I think they're they're not like kicking the shit out of the man but they're like all around him harassing them and they all stop and straighten and just stare at Batman and my favourite bit is they start laughing yeah because that's that's what you would do I mean that is that's classic Batman story you're like who the hell is this guy in the bat this guy on Halloween in like yeah that um, and then they attack him and that's the bit in the trailer that this is why it's so strong this is all in the first 10 minutes all the stuff in the trailer yeah so we've not seen anything really and it's just the introduction to he a man swings and he just gets fucking decimated and you're just like oh shit this batman doesn't give a fuck but like in the trailer i thought oh this one dude gets knocked out and the gang runs away no like batman <laughs> takes on like nine grown men in this fight <laughs> electrocuting them getting shot in the chest just breaking arms and legs as he, he get, goes he gets shot in the chest and just like looks at the dude <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just it's just the introduction of, oh fuck this guy's gonna murder everyone but he also and I cannot make this more clear to anybody who's interested in maybe a lad called Snyder is that <laughs> he, um, you know he doesn't have any guns and he hasn't killed anyone Connor I cannot express to you how how much I thought Batman was going to kill someone in this movie mm. and how delighted I was. Well, I assume this is the other time you cried is when Batman didn't kill someone in this movie. <laughs> no, I cried when he didn't pull out a gun. <laughs> just Lad, what are you doing? Lad, just, that would, Affleck would have a bazooka by now. It solved the whole issue. Affleck's got um, the nuclear launch codes at this point. <laughs> We gotta blow up Gotham, <laughs> but Batman, no, no, it's too too far gone. Uh, but very important, the civilian who was being attacked. I think does he ask Batman like, please don't hurt me? Yeah, he because he still doesn't know who he is either because yeah. he's not he's not Batman of Gotham. He's just he's just a guy, a weirdo that just a lunatic. Know about. Yeah, he's just a lunatic, and that's what Batman is really. It, oh, at his core, yeah, he's an insane man. <clears throat> Um, and so then you also have the bit where the police all turn up to the crime scene and yeah, again, they're all the walking trailer. around um, and you've got Nirvana played in the background it's very eerie but at the same time you also have Bruce well Bruce but he's actually not really Bruce in this movie but Batman like detective it he's he's going into detective mode he is detecting and he's I, I, oh my oh, okay so I really like what they did with and again like the Arkham games with the detective vision because Batman has these special contacts in his eyes that act as cameras the smartest thing I've it's, ever seen added to the Batman medium in the so last like, five years so so, so smart so smart and like it's not that he gets it all when he's at the crime scene he goes back to the Batcave, and he reviews evidence. Because that is so smart for this Batman who's not, he's not the greatest detective. But he wants to be. So I'm going to record every crime scene so I know what to look out for the next time I go. Yeah, and I, I will say, I think Batman, and again, this is the year two thing, like he is not the best detective in this movie. He's a better detective than we've ever gotten in a Batman film but he's not the world's greatest detective yet. Yeah. And he's just pure, he's just a fighter. Yeah, he's a fighter with resources. And you have Gordon, say, bringing him into the crime scene and just kind of like, 
nobody else trusts him. Yeah, because they try and stop him coming in. And Gordon's yeah. like, he's with me. And Gordon has that sway, but everybody else is like, what are you doing, Captain? Like, this is, this is he's not even a policeman. Like, he's he, just in the crimes, he's walking around. Yeah, he's just a civilian. Like, he's a vigilante. Like, he's breaking the law and you're bringing him in here. But I like, because Bruce, like, Bruce, Batman needs Jim Gordon in this movie. Because otherwise oh, yeah. he has no access to most But Jim things. Gordon needs him. Yeah. And that's, that's why, I mean, I always think of the line in um, Batman Begins when Gary Oldman's like, but you're just one man. And then... Now we're two. He's like, oh. now we're two. Oh. That's <laughs> such a good one line to sum it all up. But like, they, that is what they are in the comic books. Like, and it's never really, it's been kind of explored. This movie goes all fucking in, right? Yeah. We've, we've got Gordon. He's the only good cop. And we've got Batman who wants to help. And the two of them just work together. And they're just, they're going to be, my one of my favourite scenes in the whole movie is that bit in the police station. That is oh. so funny and so just character building that like you think, oh, this is the time when he's going to turn on him. And then he's just like, you need to get the fuck out of here, yeah. okay? Fake punch me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I think that's one of like the one joke in the movie when uh, Gordon is just like, you could have pulled your punch. And Batman's like, I did. <laughs> But I love the fact that he's still saying it with like the finger up, like he's finger wagging, like and looking like he's giving out shit to him. And he's like, you need to leave yeah. the door to my left. They're going to chase you, go up to the roof and get the fuck out of here. Because he says, he says to all of the rest of the policemen that we'll get to that scene later, but it's, ama- it's an amazing scene. But uh, he's like, just give me five minutes with him. I can make him see straight. <laughs> and then he's just like, you need to fucking leave. Because they're best friends. Yeah. <laughs> look, I'm just keeping up appearances here, but you need to get the fuck out of here, okay? <laughs> um, and yeah, look, so we have immediately the killing of like, there's no more lies. There's a riddle left there. You're like, and it's always to the Batman as well. And it's Riddler just being like, leaving clues. And it's just, this whole city is built on a lie. Mm-hmm. Everything that we think is true with the Moroni case and with Falcone and all that shit, it's all a lie. Everything that's just, and the renewal stuff, the Thomas Wayne all set up, like the Waynes are involved in this, it goes to the heart of Gotham, yeah. really. He, he, he was trying to silence a, a Mr. Elliot, trying to get him to hush Connor. Intra- I like that. I, that was just, that wasn't even an Easter egg. That was more punching you in the face. <laughs> that was more, hey, we're definitely doing this at some point. <laughs> hey, look at this. <laughs> I didn't have to like rewind to scour through the footage to get no, it. No, we didn't like, oh, frame by frame in, like we usually have to. It's in big bold writing. I don't even need a big ye- yellow arrow or something in a YouTube video. <laughs> like, look at this. Ten things you missed. Um, and yeah, the, so Batman's in the crime scene. He works at, I, I also like the bit where uh, they're looking at the guy's tum because the, the guy's tum gets taken off and Batman's being like that was taken off when he was alive if you just look at it here yeah. and, the police, and the police guy is like oh yeah I didn't even know us that but it's like this Batman is smart even if he's not the world's greatest detective he's getting there he's learning and then he also sees the kid and that's has a heartbreaking moment. bit where that's the I love the fact that Pattinson in this by the way Pattinson fucking outstanding outstanding yeah legend of a Batman Bruce Wayne all of it I love him a lot of people saying he's now their Batman Um, I believe it I do believe it I can see that I I think he's perfect Batman I don't know if he's the Bruce Wayne yet but maybe in the sequel I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna evolve like once he gets the Batman stuff down he's gonna evolve into the Bruce Wayne playboy persona 
I love the depressed Bruce Wayne. I think that's yes. amazing. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm a big fan of year two Bruce being just like, he doesn't get it. No, he doesn't get that, like, you can do work, you can do work for Gotham on both fronts. Yeah, you can, you can tag team it. Like, he is strung out in this movie, I think, to mm. say the least. Um, and so he brings all the stuff back to the to the cave and you have Alfred there and this is where they have that weird scene where he's like you're not my dad yeah. leave me alone um, it's not great uh, but they, they also have the contacts idea so I was like okay swings and roundabouts that's pretty cool yeah. I've never seen that before um, and then my favourite bit is that even though Alfred and him are like fighting it's clear that they're like they're the only two people to ever really talk. Well, he's the only person that talks to Bruce Wayne. So it, immediately Alfred's like, oh, give me the code and I'll start trying to work out what this all means. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know what Bruce's issue... I, I get he's still... Ju- he's just angry and troubled and he doesn't want to be... He doesn't want anyone to tell him what to do. But I also feel like he, like he should know at this point how much he needs Alfred in this crusade. But- I understand that, but I think what this is coming in at is he still is like, Thomas Wayne's my dad. Like, you're not my dad. Thomas Wayne is my dad. And he right. was killed. Um, I think that's like the psyche that he's in. I didn't think of it like that, that he's like, he's all about, because he is all about the Wayne legacy in this as well. He's like, and so he, he's like, yeah, Thomas Wayne is my dad and he was killed. And I'm going to fight every cry criminal in this city so nobody loses another Thomas Wayne. Because Thomas Wayne, he's my dad. And he's pretty great, right? He just, that man is a saint. He, he, he could never fall from grace in my eyes. <laughs> Nothing anyone could ever say could make me change my mind. Um, and so, yeah, they, they work on the, the riddle and it basically comes up that it says drive. Um, mm. And uh, what did you think of the sunglasses, by the way, when he's eating breakfast? <laughs> it's it's dumb. <laughs> it is a bit dumb. I wonder. I wonder is there a reason? Because if it was played by Bruce, you'd say he was hungover. You know, but but uh, maybe it's this Bruce just literally never sleeps. That's yeah, maybe he, he is not. Maybe he is very sensitive to light at the minute. That he is because he just he just stays up all night. Stays up all hours of sleep. Yeah, and he and anytime he goes out, it's night time, and then he sleeps in the day. It's. I don't mind it. I don't like... Uh, Wayne Manor is more of a penthouse apartment in this movie. In the centre of Gotham. Yeah. That's an odd choice because it's usually like a big hilly place on the outskirts. I think it's like a weird juxtaposition because normally Bruce Wayne is outside Gotham but like he's... As Bruce Wayne, he's really involved with the city and this Bruce Wayne is as close to the city as he could possibly be but nobody ever sees him. You know, yeah, that's a fair... And he's probably... It probably drives him more because he's like he's just always in. He's Gotham. near the crime. Yeah, he's he, he's as close to the crime as you can get. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Alfred is the one who kind of so- breaks the cipher and solves the code on this one. Um, well, actually, no, because Bruce comes in and he goes. Uh, Alfred's like, okay, this is the codex I have, and Bruce is like, okay, well, why don't you forget all the other letters and we just go off the letters we have? And what does that make? And then it yeah, sorry, yeah, because it, it's spelled out big in, in all the letters. Yeah, and so then they realize it's back in the mayor's car, um, and so they go back. And his literal fucking tub is in the car. Yeah, and I look because I, I I'm not good at riddles, so I was just like, why? Because <laughs> Batman opens the car door and he's like, okay, look for a USB port. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then mm. Gordon is like, uh, what do we need that for? And then Batman holds up your man's severed thumb. <laughs> Thumb drive. 
<laughs> and it's like, oh, genius. But you know what? I like that gallows humor for Batman. Like he's, it's really dark. So you're like, I shouldn't be laughing, but it, the guy's tub is there. It's a tub drive. It is pose. It's pretty. It's it's a bit prop comedy, but I like it. <laughs> and and I like Gordon being like, that's fucking weird. This guy's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> that's twisted, man. That's <laughs> and like yeah. And there's a fingerprint scanner as well. <laughs> yeah, and and Gordon's just he's just revolted, but he's just this is this is ridiculous. This guy's a fucking psychopath. Um, and Batman seemed kind of impressed in a weird way. Yeah, Batman is uh, intrigued for a lot of this movie with the Riddler. But it all comes back to the Iceberg Lounge, and they find photos of this mayor candidate um, coming out of the Iceberg Lounge, which, I mean, I'm always a fan of the Iceberg Lounge is appearing. I love in, how they did it in this as well. I really like yeah, it. so good. And so they immediately are like, okay, well, this guy's connected to the Iceberg Lounge. The Penguin runs that. Um, normally, I think Falcone is in there. We need to get down. How do we get in? And Bob was like, leave it to me. So he just goes down and you have the scene at the door with the two twins. Yeah. Where he's just like, let me in. He's, he comes to that door three times. Once as Batman, once as Bruce. And in the third time, he just sneaks past them. Yeah. And I think, I think every, I think the first two times, like, do you know who I am? Is what he says. Yeah. Yeah. And are the twins like a Tweedledum and Tweedledee kind of thing? Or is that just the only twins I know in DC Comics? I, ju- I just think it's funny. Fair. <laughs> just, <laughs> I just think the comedic timing. I, I seen a tweet that was like, this movie at Uncut Gems seen the comedic value in twins. It's <laughs> <laughs> of twins. But Batman walks in and is immediately, not immediately, there's a tense walk and then he's set upon by everyone. <laughs> Well, he, well he, the two guys at the front are like, if you don't leave, there's going to be blood in that suit. And he's just like, yours or mine. Yeah. And so then it breaks off and he just starts kicking the shit out of... He basically beats the two at end out and then just walks it and never breaks stride. But there's like 10 lads just jumping on top of him trying to fight him. And he I, just can't, he's just breaking He is still making up. progress through the, through the <laughs> Iceberg Lounge, which is like a kind of a rave club in this. Um, he he just grabs a baseball bat off some dude at one point. Yeah. And he just starts beating the shit out of people. Swinging. It's not lethal. Um, and then eventually Penguin comes out and is like, we're Colin Farrell. And... Like, so good. I, as two Irishmen, we're meant to recognise one of our own. Sean, I didn't know that was Colin Farrell. Well, no. I, do, I knew it was, but I was like, I, did, I, I don't know what it is. My girlfriend said to me, we went, we knew, she knew Colin Farrell was in this movie. She knew he was playing the Penguin. But I, we came out and I said, oh, Colin Farrell was really good. And she said, fuck, Colin Farrell was the penguin in that movie. <laughs> it doesn't look like him at all. Not at all. And he loved it by all accounts. He, he was nervous being like, oh, it's going to be a really constricting suit I have to wear. But he was, he was just like, no, this was really freeing. Like, I, I could never be this guy without this suit. And he's like, hey, I'm walking here. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, he's proper <laughs> um, penguin. I love him. Also, he apparently walked into local Starbucks in the full outfit and just sat down. I wanted to see if anybody would say, oh my God, that's Colin Farrell. And nobody said anything. He's like, it's clearly working. That's amazing. Nobody knows who I am. Um, so yeah, he takes him into his office and I love Penguin not being criminal mastermind. Penguin is meant to be legitimate business owner penguin oz he also introduced himself as oz which i appreciate yeah um and he is like i run this business iceberg loud that's my thing 
I, I don't get involved in crime on the sly. I might, and also I'm a bit of a rat. But we'll say nothing about that. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just a nightclub owner, Mr. Batman. What would I know about such things? And, and in every medium that I like Penguin the most is like, he's the guy who runs the club, and Batman and him have a rapport where he shows up and he's just like, Oz, what the fuck's going on? What's the Riddler doing this week? And he's like, ah, oh, well, I've heard a few things, but I mean, like, I'm not going to tell you yeah, what yeah. I've heard. But yeah, but Mr. Freeze stole this thing from me. If you could get that back, maybe I could. <laughs> it would could really help me out and yeah. I could get you some information then. Yeah, they have, they have a weird kind of working relationship until Batman has enough and just like slams him in jail. <laughs> and so he introduces the fact that like, oh, the, this, um, the mayor, that's, that's your one that he's with and... Um, and then this is also introduces us to Zoe Kravitz, who comes into this scene, Catwoman. Yeah. Um, and she's, I think, a, she's a waitress. In the yeah, bar. she works uh, in the Iceberg Lounge. She works for Penguin. And she comes into the scene. And it, I have a question. Yeah. Do they know each other? Penguin and... No, Cat- Catwoman and Batman in this movie. I couldn't figure out, because I, I, I Gordon and him have a have an inbuilt connection him and Catwoman are immediately, like, in sync. But I'm trying to figure out I, if they knew each other. I think, that, no, that's the first time they've ever met, is how I okay. read it. Because um, he's asking about the girl who was with the mayor leaving the Iceberg Lounge, who just so happens to be Catwoman's roommate, who she mm. loves. Um, so that that's what piques her interest. And she's like, here's someone who's actually fucking looking for her. I'm going to help him. That's what I took from it. Okay, because it was just because the next scene when he follows her back and then she goes out with patrol back to the crime scene and he follows her there. Yeah. They have a fight, but I just get the impression that they knew each other or they'd ran into each other before. Maybe maybe not to the level of this movie, but it was immediately like he was trying to save her because the, the cop comes in and he's like, stop, shh. They're going to find us. See, I, I, for five see again, I think, and br- th- there is a lot of this in this movie. I don't think it's anything to do with him having feelings for her at that point. I think well, he's just saving her. Yeah, because she's a lead. She is a lead to find this woman. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. And uh, she's a roommate, so of course he wants to keep that. Sa- and then he's because he's like he gives her back the passport, and he's like, "Let's go talk to her." Yeah, she she seemed very upset. In your place. Well, and I know where you home. live. I know where you live. I was there. Yeah. Um, and so so they go back to her place and the friend is, of course, gone. And it's like, oh, shit. And then it's on the TV. The commissioner's now dead. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit, shit. Who saw that one coming? <laughs> Not commissioner, well-known commissioner Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Do we know anyone else that could be commissioner? Oh, not for another movie or so. <laughs> Um, and so yeah they, they, this is really where and then Riddler's on the screen and he's just like the whole city's corrupt he's putting out videos onto the news oh this the guy is in some kind of rat tube torture yeah. device because this is where they realise they're going he's he, the Riddler's going after corrupt uh, public representatives uh, mm. policemen mayors DAs all this kind of stuff um, and so I fully thought we were going to get a Game of Thrones style like rat eating through a man's chest in this scene. And yeah, I, and I, luckily they cut away. So we didn't have to see it, but it's implied what's happening. Riddler's a madman. Yeah. And look, 
the seven and eight year old had already left by this point, so I didn't <laughs> care. <point. laughs> they were done. <laughs> they were done. They were done. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, then you like you have Gordon and Batman talking it over the next scene, and Batman's like a really you can see where Batman's mind is because Gordon's like I'm good friends with him. And, like, I didn't know he was dirty. And Batman's kind of talking, like, well, he kind of deserved it if he's dirty. And yeah. Gordon's like, do you think he deserved it? But this Batman is so hell-bent on, this is the mission. It's one where, like, you're either with me or you're not. And if there's, he's even slightly bent, then he's he's done. There's no grey in this Batman. No. It's just, like, um, you're, either, you're either good or you're bad. That's it. And that's why he fights with Selina so much later on when she takes the money. Yeah, because he's so aggressive. He's like, you have to just be here. We have to. We're doing the right thing, and if you do anything else in the grey area, I'm not having it. Yeah, and it, it's a very weird line to draw for a man who works in a very grey area of the law. Let's <laughs> yeah. be honest. Um, you also have then have Selena. She goes back into the club to try and make contact because him and Selena are working together now. She's wearing the contact lenses. She meets the DA. Yeah, and they're getting on very well. Um, and the DA follows her outside and is D- like, get in my car, we'll drive home. We'll go home. And she just leaves because she, cause she, she found information that she didn't like. Wasn't that it? No, she ran into Falcone. Falcone, sorry, and, and, that was it. And, and Batman's on the on the intercom. Intercom? Yeah, I suppose, on the radio. Yeah. And he's like, you know Falcone? She's like... Yeah, we know of each other. Like he's like, why did why did you tell me you had a prior relationship with the main boss, crime boss in Gotham? Yeah, but he apparently never really leaves the Iceberg Lounge either. He says no. he's a recluse. He only comes out for the the mayor's funeral happening uh, a couple of days later. And so yeah, Riddler is is in this guy's car, and immediately it becomes like the Unabomber, yeah, like, or the collar bomb heist, where he's just like. He just wraps the bomb around the guy's neck, beats the shit out of him, and then we just that just goes, and you're like, "What happened to him?" Like the DA is now dead as well. So the commissioner's dead, the mayor's dead, and the DA is dead in the space of three days. Yeah, and the Ritter has announced himself to the people of Gotham by this point. Um, then you have uh, the, just before they go off to the funeral because they have to go to the funeral of the mayor. So <laughs> because Bruce Wayne has to be there. Yeah, now Bruce Wade has to be there because Bruce says to uh, Bruce says to Alfred, "Well, there's there's going to be leads there. Like I yeah. need to, I need to." He's not going for Bruce Wade. He's going because like it's part of the mission. Yeah, this it's, it's useful to Batman if Bruce Wayne is there because yeah, the Riddler might show up to the funeral, like a criminal's return to the scene, of the crime kind of a thing. And before he goes, he's missing his cufflinks. And he's like, I don't give a fuck. And like, Alfred's like, I'm not letting you out without your cufflinks. Like, yeah. If you're going to a funeral. He's like, I don't give a shit about Bat- or Bruce Wayne. Like, who cares if people think I'm weird? Like, I'm, I'm Batman. I'm going to solve that- things that way. Yeah. Um, and you have the bit where he gives him the Wayne's, the Wayne cufflinks. And he's like, you're not even a Wayne. Why are you giving these to him? And Alfred's just like, your father gave these to me. And then Bruce immediately backs off. He's like, oh, okay. He's like, oh, I fucked up. It hurt, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it is a shitty thing for Bruce to say to Alfred in that moment as well. He's just an evil. He's just, just, he's just a dark man. Just a prick. Just a little bit of a prick. <laughs> just a bit of a prick. Um, and so then we have the funeral scene where, I mean, I love the bit where Bruce saves the kid. So That's good. So like, good, because he sees himself. Yeah, and it's the same kid from earlier that he, like, acknowledged as Batman. Um, yeah. And yeah, Bruce pulls him out of the way of a screaming car. I like how the mayor, the the mayor elect, 
talks to Bruce on the way in. And she's like, Mr. Wayne, I've been trying to get in touch with you. You could really help this city. Yeah. And he's just not interested at all. Doesn't care. He doesn't, doesn't, doesn't care. give a shit. Because th- he, that's not part of the mission. Because no. Because this is... But he's so focused. That's not his plan. Is. Yeah. And so, also the weirdo who that he talks to um, yeah. at the start, that's actually... He's the guy who appears at the end in the Riddler costume. So oh, really? followers. Yeah, it's, a, it's oh, the same shit. actor. So it's always he's like a dis yeah because he's all disenfranchised with like no the, the like the wealthier the problem yeah. like the and so like he appears at the end and he's like oh that makes sense the Riddler got to, got to him that's like, to I didn't room. catch that on first watching um, it that's cool so the, the the obviously the funeral gets uh, crashed I suppose literally um, very literally by a car and then you have all the police are there and the guy gets out it's the DA with the bob around his neck and the phone is ringing in his hand yeah. and it's like a proper saw situation and he's like and I he's, need help and he's got further Batman taped on his chest and uh, just and so everyone cleans out except for you have Batman walks in the front you hear the boots he comes through the shadows and yeah. you're like he's here to help this is going to solve it um, he answers the phone and you have Riddler there he's like you have to answer three riddles this is just for the DA and in two minutes and then I'll let you free this is very Riddler as well. This is like, but it's a fucked kind of Riddler because it's like, it's, it's absolute torture, but he's turned it into a game for himself. Yeah. It's, and, it's very unsettling. But it's, it's very, it's on brand for the cat, for the man himself, because they, as you said, very Riddler to be like, you got two minutes and you'll get free. It's, Riddler is a bit like Saw, really. Yeah. We're thinking about like on a less grand scale. He's a bad um, sport, is what he is. He is a bad sport, um, and so the I think the three riddles are like what's blind or whatever, and so it's justice. It's justice, and then the, and, and then the next one is um, I I had the moment where like, they're really shit riddles. Yeah, I was like it's justice. <laughs> I was like it's just I'm like yes, I said that, Batman. <laughs> but then the next one was like how much did it cost you? For a bribe. Um, yeah, because uh, we didn't mention it, but uh, I mean, you've all seen the movie, but the Moroni drugs bust, which is a high that everyone's talking about. Gotham PD have been riding this for years. Largest drug bust in the history of Gotham. Uh, there was a rat, basically, a mo- like someone ratted them out. It was all staged, the drugs bust. It was just to make the police department look good. And a load of politicians and dirty cops were in on it. And they've been living off it for years. Like, that's Um, how the mayor keeps getting elected. Like, that's how people keep their positions of power is being like, I was in charge when the drugs bust happened. Yeah. And so, and I like that they use Salvatore Moroni. Like, that's a character that has appeared in Batman media before. Like, he's he's in Mask of the Phantasm. Mm. Uh, He's one of the crime bosses that the Phantasm kills. Um, but it's you have um, you have a, a lot of moments here where you're like oh there's definitely something really bubbling underneath Gotham that's like corrupt and but Batman doesn't know how the extent that it goes and so throughout the movie we're finding out more it's like holy shit everybody's corrupt yeah. every single person in a position of power is corrupt and Gordon's finding out as well and Gordon's like holy shit, I didn't realise it went this deep. Yeah, and like, especially with Gordon, you get the sense, like, this man is not an idiot. Like, he's aware there are dirty cops. He just doesn't know how bad it is. 
Bruce is the same. He knows Gotham has problems, but he doesn't know how deep they run at this point. And you have the bit where he's like, then the DA is like 10 grand was all it took yeah. to get him to just start, just do whatever, just give him 10 grand. And the last one, the last riddle is just really simple. You're like, you've got 30 seconds left. You're, you've, you have a chance to get out with us. All you have to tell me is, who's the rat? Who, who's, who's the rat that you have? Yeah, um, easy answer. And the guy is, it's actually really good because like, Batman's like, just say it. Like, you're, you're nearly free. And he's just like, I can't. Like, I, I have a family. I, he, yeah, he, what he says is, if I don't say it, I just die. But if I do say it, everyone I know is dead. Yeah. So I can't say it. And you can see that logic. And Riddler's, and it's just such a good tense moment where you're like, say something, say something. Fuck, it's too late. What I don't like is Baba doesn't move. He stays no. right beside the bomb. He stays front-facing towards <laughs> the bomb. He doesn't even do the old cape up. Which yeah, makes sense. The weird like Kevlar reinforced cape or whatever it is. Yeah, that would have been great. He just takes it like a man. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm like, okay, that's a bit weird. But I, 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 I think they just wanted the coolest shot of him being fucking blown backwards. Yeah, probably. Yeah, um, and it's a it's a good way of getting into the next scene, which is Batman on the table in the police station. Yes. And so he's on the table and he wakes up with a concussion, obviously, and they're looking at him. But it's him and, like, it's Captain America in the lift levels of, does anybody want to get out? Yeah. Because there's about 50 people packed into this fucking room and, all around him. Like, and a guard pulls at the cowl. And Batman yeah. is just like, no, not happening. Because <laughs> he's slowly waking up and then everyone's just like, why don't we just fucking... Why are we doing this with his mascot? Let's just take it off, see who he is. Yeah. And that's when it all kicks off, where he leaps off the table and just starts punching fucking random people. <laughs> anyone who comes near him. And like and the commissioner walks in and he's like, Yo, you I just now I have you like even if I don't have you on vigilantism, I have you for assaulting an officer now. And and, and then Batman responds, Now you have me assaulting tree. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll assault all of the officers, that's fine. He doesn't give a fuck. It's like charge me with anything you want. And that's the bit with Gordon that made me laugh. He's like, I'll talk to him, hang on. And then just like really violently he's like, Sneak out the back, alright? Uh you fucking oh Jesus, now pretend to punch me, right? We're having an argument here. And even Batman's like, Who's the guy with the mustache? over there um, and he's like oh that's uh, the guy in narcotics he's dirty um, he's I think dirty. That he says um, the Gordon says does he, he moonlights as one of Penguin's men and Batman responds no I think he moonlights as a cop yeah that's a really good line it's like no this dude is entirely criminal he just happens yeah. to have a salaried position as well and so they're like right Penguin must be the, the rat because they had the the Spanish clue of Rata Alada, yeah, El Rata Alada. Yes. So it's um, a bird with a flight, a bird with wings, or something like. Is that it? Or? I think it's a rat with wings. A rat with it, wings. Uh, uh, yeah. So and they're just like, okay, well, what has wings? I mean, a penguin, I suppose, has wings. Yeah, they they draw the connection of it's like it's a rat with wings, which is a word for a pigeon, and a penguin is kind of like a pigeon. <laughs> Yeah, and you can kind of see the logic because I mean, like, what has wings? We only know one character in this that has is named after a bird of some kind. So, yeah. I mean, um, also, how they have this conversation is they meet back up. Yeah, as we talked about earlier, he he breaks into the top of the roof of the police station, flies down. He has that moment on the roof. Where he's like, "Oh shit, this is really high." I 
I'm I'm meant to be like cocky and always know what I'm doing, but holy shit, I am terrified here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so he limps away. He meets back up with Gordon. My favorite bit is Gordon walks up and he's like, he walks over to the light and Batman just appears out of the shadows already talking. Like he can't see him. And then he just like pops out. You're like, that's so Batman. Yeah. To like, that's a comic book pattern. <laughs> that, like, he just begins a sentence and just pops out. God's like, holy shit, there's where we are. Um, and so they're like, yeah, we got to go to the, ba- to Penguin's next drop off. And so they turned up in the lashing rain. Um, so good. This scene, I, man. Gotham should always be raining. It should always be raining. If you've played any Arkham games, it's just rule one. It's, yeah, it's, it's rainy, it's miserable, it's full of crime. Those are three things about Gotham City. And so then they turned up to the, to the drop-off and Catwoman is there and she's like just stealing money. Um, that's, and she's like, uh, Falcone owes me this. I'm going to take all this money. Yeah. And Batman immediately turns on her. He's like, fuck you. Like, we don't take money. Did you have to set all this up just for this crime? But like, you're, he's like, you're one of them now in his head. Yeah, but see, like, it's not the same because she is not doing this. She's doing this to survive. Whereas the other, like the, the Penguin and Falcone, like they do all of it for power and control. Yeah. But, but look, you're trying to talk about nuances to a man dressed as a bat. That is true. So, <laughs> Might be too far gone in that case. So he's like way too far. This is this is year one, two Batman. He does not give a fuck about what your grey area is. He's just going to punch you until you stop doing something that yeah. he doesn't want you to do. Um, and so what happens then is it all breaks down and we have the introduction of the Batmobile in this scene, Sean. And what we were taught on this. I love the Batmobile so much I wasn't <laughs> sure about it in stills like when, like when we just saw like still photos of it but my god in motion it is fan- it's just it makes the like nine year old in me so happy because it's just the loudest car in the world it's uh, do you know what I was thinking Futurama wear car it, I was thinking the wear car Christine <laughs> it's like Christine <laughs> it's, it's like Bender when he becomes a wear car <laughs> it's a it, it looks like a car that the devil would drive <laughs> yes but also it looks like a car 14 year old me would think it's the coolest car that's ever lived oh yeah when you and can customise it in Saints Row and you make the back yeah. wheels bigger than the front ones like, like it's, now I'm looking at it going okay that's just it's just cool because Batman is like 22 and he's like, yeah, I'm going to make a fucking muscle car. <laughs> but it, like, and you see bits of it, like you see it in the Batcave and he has like the engine pulled out of it and stuff like that. But like, it is just a muscle car that he has made bulletproof and put a, just a jet engine on the back of it. Yeah. Like, it's- and also the car chase itself so fucking brave and cool of them to put the camera on the side of the, that's that's so much harder to do yeah why do like you don't have to do that but it just adds a level of oh shit we're like right alongside it that you're on the road with them yeah and like it, it's a car chase against the penguin and penguin is genuinely trying to kill Batman in this <laughs> chase he's not trying and to we, get away for a lot of it he is just trying to end him 
and you have the scene from the trailer, which, I mean, does not get any less cool in the movie. No. Um, even when you know what's about to happen, it was like, I got you, I got you. The car comes out of fucking flames and flips. And my favourite bit is the penguin is upside down yeah. until Batman walks over and he like, looks down and then penguin is right side up. Because he's like, now I'm on your level, bitch. Get out of fucking car. It's like, <laughs> and like I like, like, and I like how Bruce Wayne in this. He consciously thought, I'm going to walk slowly towards this man. <laughs> I am going to because it's intimidation. It's like it's part of it. But but you know what he is? Is he's Michael Myers? No, oh, he's, he's, Ma- <laughs> he's, he's Mike Myers. Like he is. He's just unstoppable. He just, he just yeah. Keeps, he just keeps moving forward. It doesn't he's, matter what you do. Yeah, he can never be stopped. He can barely be slowed down, quite honestly. And and that's I think that's the uh, that's the idea he's going for for the criminals. Like the criminals throw everything at him. They're shooting him. They're fucking kicking him. He just never breaks stride. He's just no. constantly going straight. He just you can't stop him. Like I don't care if he's like a mob boss or whatever. Like Penguin is going to have nightmares about that, and <laughs> yeah. that's more valuable to Batman than him being behind bars. And and so like you have that moment where he's like, "This guy's fucking crazy," and we're like, "Yeah, he is." Yes. And then <laughs> next up, then it's the scene where they're interrogating Penguin. Is that right? Yeah, and that's a really great scene. Colin Farrell kills it he's, in this scene. He is chewing the fucking scenery in that. Yeah, and he's, he's like, and Gordon and Batman are like being the crime duo, and he's just like, "You two are fucking idiots." What the fuck? I love that they threw this in. Now, a lot of people won't like that Batman is dumb, and he didn't this understand is a, Spanish. Yeah, it's a big mistake for Batman to make. I I get that, but I like. You know what, I kind of like the fact that he's so fucking rash, he doesn't stop to fucking think in this. And he needs to learn these lessons. That is a good way of looking at it. It's like, I don't know, watching it, I was like, watching it, I I remember thinking like, okay, this is, this is a bit weak. Like just Maybe it's too dumb. Maybe, maybe it is, maybe it's just not relate. like, because I don't know, like, because the whole thing is that the Spanish was translated wrong. But, the audience, like, unless you speak Spanish, like, the audience don't know that. And it, 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 to have it just explained in, like, five seconds, and now Batman's suddenly an idiot, it's just kind of a weird whiplash to get over after you've seen him be incredibly competent. Maybe that's what they were going for, that he's, like, really competent in the violence and the car chases, yeah. but he still has a way to go as a detective. And I, I can understand there's a lot there's a few scenes in this movie where you're just kind of like okay that's dumb or that doesn't entirely work but it doesn't a lot of people are using those scenes to kind of beat the rest of the movie I think it's a case of like coming up soon is the bit with Alfred yeah <clears throat> and the bomb and the I actually had um, someone say to me like why would Alfred if he's SAS open that fucking package or even look at the package you would be smarter than that to like there's a fucking bomb clearly yeah I understand that that's completely I mean I agree I think that's a dumb reason but it gets us to the great character building scene of the next bit in the hospital Mm. Um, and so I think you could have written it better in terms of Alfred maybe he knows it's a bomb he throws it away and he still gets blown up but he, tr- he throws it away at the last minute. He has that reaction, that reflex yeah. to it. Maybe he opened it because he was worried something had already happened to Bruce. 
Yeah, like you could have the exact same scene but change it slightly. I I probably agree with that. But overall, the goal is still the same. You want to get Alfred injured and you want them to get to a hospital bed and you want the Bruce to have the moment where he's like, oh shit, there's mortality here. Yeah, no, no, and like that that's, I'm not, uh, none of this ruins the movie for me by any stretch of the imagination. Um, It's, I, I don't, it was just... It, it, that that <clears throat> contrivance is probably the weakest part of the Riddler storyline to me, is that Batman yeah. just fucked up his Spanish one time. <laughs> yeah, and I think this is the movie is like, has such strong bits, and there's like one or two bits you're like, you could just like tighten that slightly. Yeah, just, and but it, most of it can be justified <clears throat> by saying, oh, but he's year two Batman. And he just didn't know how yet. It's kind of, it's like a get-out clause. Yeah. Like, like break glass in case of emergency situation. It's like, what do the um, kids say? You're kind of huffing copium, I believe they call it. <laughs> That's what they say, yes, That's of course. Like, Thank you, <laughs> children, for teaching me that. <laughs> Thank you, children. Thank you, children. Thank you. That's what I said as I left the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you said as you entered the jail. <laughs> Thank you, children. Thank you. <laughs> um, so the... the Riddle ends up go send him to a URL and um he He can gets talk there. to the Riddler. He's talking to the Riddler. Uh they have a really weird scene where like they're chatting uh, like web chat um and it sends him to the orphanage. Yeah. And you get to the orphanage and this is with the bit with like Thomas Wayne playing and you realise, oh shit, Bruce Wayne is the sins of my father. So like He's Bruce gonna, Wayne's next. Yeah, so Riddler can kill Thomas Wayne. But he can kill Brucey boy. And uh, that puts us in a bit of a dilemma because Bruce is in the room finding out about the riddle that he's going to kill him. <laughs> and he's like, but when I'm not home, who's he going to kill? Oh, oh then there, he, he, he does the classic Batman disappear and Gordon is left confused. Love yeah. that. He Then he is in the Batmobile ringing at, trying to ring Alfred and he's screaming at him to pick up. And we yeah. don't hear it. We just see him scream it. Yeah. As like and the roar like, of the engine is just the only thing you can hear. He's speeding through Gotham City just like trying to get back because he's like, he wants to save the only person that he cares about in the world. Yeah. Um, and he gets the housekeeper and he says something terrible is about to happen. And, and she, she's like, oh, I was trying to reach it. It actually happened an hour ago. And he's like, oh, f- like, I love... That. That's really good editing. Just, yeah. like, we're, like, right there with him. Like, oh, there's a time frame. You can still make it, Bruce. Oh, wait, no, it happened an hour ago. You're you're done. It's it's it, 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 it's over. Like, uh, and then we get... So, the... Where was it? Then, so I, so you go, go on, on. Sorry. I, I get confused about this bit because they're... Bruce learns something and then learns something different about the same situation. So what happens next is we have a very detective style Batman where he's in his house and he like clears out all the furniture and he writes it all down and gets it out of his brain onto the floor and he just wants to know what the fuck is going on. And he's like, where's my family involved? What's the the DA involved? Maroney, Falcone... All these people, what, who are these people and why are they all connected with the renewal uh, project Projects. as well? Um, and so he's like looking at old files that are in his house and all that stuff. Um, and then Selena rings him on the contact. She rings him on the contact lens, but she just like turns it back on. and Just leaves like, it wanna, open, basically. She's like, I want to talk. 
and he's like okay so they, they go to the skyscraper and have a chat and she explains they have a, like a kind of argument but it's like it's the bit we've seen in the trailers where you just have the two of them with like the beautiful backdrop yeah. just like having a proper Batman Catwoman conversation and it's revealed that she is Falcone's daughter um, which has happened in the comic books as well mm-hmm. um, it, they kind of use it as a way to make her a bit more relatable or like sympathetic so she's allowed to do crimes in terms of like she's stealing from him because he's a dickhead yeah and that's like any money he's she's stealing is her father's and he never looked out for her kind of a thing yeah um and so then i love the fact that batman's like he's aggressive at the start she explains it and then immediately you know what i really like is he apologizes yeah he says i'm sorry i, I said lo- that stuff i see the error of my ways selena do you know how little Batman apologises to anyone? <laughs> so, like, I was like, yeah, I'm all in on this. Batman, ex- apologise. Um, they have a bit of a bit of romance, Sean. Um, Love that. Love that for them. <laughs> Love that for them. <laughs> what do you think of the two of them as a duo, by the way? Uh, I like them. I think they have good um, chemistry. Cat- Catwoman is a lot more uh, realistic. I think, like, in in the way she goes about her life, she's a lot more realistic than Bruce because they were brought up different. Like, Catwoman has always had to fight to survive, but Bruce has always had money kind of a thing. Yeah. and But I love that she keeps calling them vengeance. Yeah. I think that's fucking great. That's just taking pure the piss Catwoman. out of them. Just like, yeah, come on, vengeance. Yeah. Let's just have a bit of fun. What are you talking about? Yeah, um, lighten up. Yeah, and because he's all like, all got emo, like, I'm vengeance, I'm in the night. And she's like, yeah, all right, cool, come on. <laughs> well, let's go do some work. So then we move on to um, the video of Thomas Wayne gets released. So Riddler releases the video that's like, Thomas Wayne was involved with Marta, um, the Arkhams. Yeah, um, the whole... So, well, is, is, I don't know a lot about Martha Wayne, aside from her first name. Uh <laughs> Is she generally an Arkham? Um, I mean, I I think there's precedent for it in the comic. I wouldn't be the first thing I think of when I. I don't think I've ever. I wouldn't put too much stock into it in terms of like general. What am I thinking of? Canon. Right. Okay. Um, I'm sure it's probably popped up before of her her past. Normally, there's a lot of things where Thomas and Martin are just literally the best citizens ever. They're just like the perfect, perfect specimens. Um, and they're so nice and everyone loves them. And then the, the terrible thing happens. And of course, that's what sets them off. But there has been times where, of course, like, yeah, Marta is... She, I don't know, was she... Is she Marta Arkham? Like, that's her maiden name? Or she just they just knew the Arkhams? I thought, I, I thought it was like, it was the Arkham family. Like, because they were saying that the Arkham family, in the video that Riddler releases, he's like, the Arkham family had a long history of mental illness, as did Martha Wayne. And Thomas Wayne paid off her, was tried to pay off a reporter to not print the story. Yeah, and so then eventually Riddler's like, and then that reporter died. So he all clearly, oh no, so he got, he wanted to stop the reporter, then he gets on to Falcone, then the reporter mysteriously dies put the piece together yourself so of course bruce is like did you just insult the most perfect human beings <laughs> i've ever met that is outrageous so he goes straight he goes back to the iceberg lounge to meet with falcone as like bruce wayne yeah. um 
and with his little strands of hair in front of his face and he's like tell me the truth and he walks straight to the back and I love the fact that he's like you know who I am so it's like mirror image everywhere do you know who I am yeah uh, he go, he goes straight to the back and Falcone's there uh, played by John Turturro uh, and he's like just chewing scenery kills killing it, it kills just it this whole it. movie there's a and bit earlier on at the funeral where he's like <laughs> oh this he, Bruce comes up to him as being like didn't ex- like didn't expect to see you here you're a criminal all that kind of shit and Falcone is just like, you know, this kid's father patched me up. <laughs> like, he saved my life. And Bruce is like in his head, like, no, he just did his, like, he just did what was right. Yeah, yeah. Like, he oh, took the he? Hippocratic Oath. The did Hippocratic he? Oath. Oh, that's, it's pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good, yeah. Um, and so Falcone's like, he explains, your father was a bit of a dickhead and he got me on the sly to get rid of the reporter because he was going to insult he was going to ruin his campaign yeah and we couldn't have that could we um, I think Bru- I, I think he's like he told me to shut him up and things got out of hand and that yeah, was how and, it went down and so like Bruce is obviously like his whole world is shattered now but, like his but black and dad. white good or bad <laughs> <laughs> That's what he says. But everything has to be either one or the other. I am a Twitter user. How can it be grey? No, I don't Um, like this. So he's like bolting. He's pissed. And the next scene is him and Alfred in the the hospital. Yeah, Um, Alfred has survived the explosion. Alfred wakes up and the next scene is literally, the first thing Bruce says to him is, you lied to me. Not even how are you, Say not that. even hello, Take just your you lied to me. Um, Alfred didn't see the video, he doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> he got bloated up, Sean. What if, he, what if Alfred like didn't know what he had lied about and he was just like, yes, your ass does look big in the bat suit. <laughs> you look kind of emo when you do it, you got to be honest. You're a real prick, Bruce. <laughs> Sometimes you're a dick. Just goes off on him. Um, but like... Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said for Alfred dead in this scene just immediately like going, oh no, all that's bullshit. Um, see, yeah, see, this is the thing that, because the way Alfred tells the story is that um, Thomas Wayne uh, paid Falcone to, to, to shut the reporter up when he heard yeah. that Falcone killed the man, he was horrified and was going to go to the police. And he wasn't gonna. He wasn't gonna shut him. Shut him up for the campaign's sake. It was for Marta's sake. Yeah. But like he didn't want to get out that Marta had done all this because then she would be like the reporters would be following her around looking for a story. He was like looking out for his wife. Like this will ruin her life. Yes. Um. And so yeah, it's basically made out. Oh no, Thomas Wayne's a good guy. So you're like Thomas Wayne's a dickhead. I ah, know he's grand though. And I um, guess it's all about. And I I get what they're doing here. That it's all about perspective. Like, Bruce will never know who killed his parents, really. And I world. think that's why Alfred in this scene says the light of, like, I've looked over that, like, a thousand times. Maybe Falcone killed them. Or maybe it was just a random guy. Yeah. And one night, they killed them. And I think that line is really important, because otherwise the scene is quite bad. <laughs> the, the, otherwise, it's weird that they go from one to the other, that you don't know who to trust. Um, what I love in this scene, what I absolutely love, and it made me tear up, is the bit where this is when Bruce is like, I didn't realise like what it meant to lose. Like I'm yeah. I'm not afraid to die. He says, I'm not afraid to die, but I am I realize I'm still afraid of that feeling I had when yeah, they died. Of losing someone I love. 
And like, it, he doesn't say it, but in this scene, I'm like, just tell him you love him. <laughs> just like, yeah. Just, but he's not there yet. But he's getting there, and that's all Alfred needs. I think and, Alfred is wearing a Wayne ring as well while he's in the bed. I think I saw yeah. that. And, it's like, and, and, the, and the bit where Alfred puts out his hand, and you're and for a minute, I was like, he's not going to take it. Yeah. Because this, and then he does, and you're like, yeah, you're growing. Like, it's not about you. Like, Alfred is technically your dad. Because in most canons of Batman, like, Bruce will say, oh, yeah, Thomas Wayne is my dad, but, like, Alfred's my father. Like, he's, he's he raised me. Almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, he turned him into, he helped him become the man he is, you know? Yeah. And so in this, seeing them, now, I could be bringing in my own, like, past media. So, like, my experience with this characters before into this scene. So I'd be interested, like, there's probably people that don't really care. Like, they don't really, not that they don't care, but, like, Batman and Alfred, who cares? And mm. then in this movie, they don't get a lot of screen time together. So when Alfred goes down, I can see why, if you're coming into this, you'd be like, well, why do why should we care that his butler got yeah. blown up? Bruce doesn't even care about this guy. Yeah, like, like he just he, he's always mean to him. So I can see why there's some people like this isn't a very good seed. But I'm kind of bringing in past baggage from like other things. I'm like, yeah, these two are like they're a team. Like they're they're like a duo. And seeing them not be a duo in this at the start was weird. They're kind of like halfway there, but Bruce is not. Bruce is yeah. Bruce should be to Alfred like he's his son. So like there's the bit where. Um, in Mask of the Phantasm, which I think you probably remember it, is like him and Bruce are arguing and Bruce is like, you think you know me, don't you? And Alfred's like, yeah, well, you know, I like, I um, I put bottoms on your, or no, I uh, I pressed all your bottoms when you were very young. So yes, I think I bloody well ought to know you or whatever. Yeah. And he's kind of like, he's known him since he was a kid. Like you can't scare Alfred. I do think there will be more Alfred stuff in the second one. Especially Andy Serkis. Yeah, yeah, like you don't get Andy Serkis for what, like three major scenes. Um, it, it is a bit weird on the whiplash, but um, I, I just love the idea that the two of them are friends. <laughs> I just want yeah. to be. I like that they've gotten to that point now and that, that whole awkward bit at the start is over. And, and it's really important that Bruce puts it out with words I'm not afraid to die. Because yeah. this Batman doesn't give a shit. Like he's like, I'll, I'll kill you, I'll kill me, I don't care. Well, actually, I probably won't kill you. I'll kill me, I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, he'll give his life for the the mission, but he doesn't yeah. want to lose anyone. Um, and he didn't realize that until now. Yeah, he's just like at the, up until this point, he was like, "Well, sure, if I die, who cares? Like, I don't care if I die." But he's never realized. Oh wait, there's somebody else might die from me not from doing this. Oh, better um, push everyone away from now on. Okay, yes. lock that in, Bruce. It. <laughs> <laughs> Remember it himself. <laughs> so then uh, the bat signal goes back up and you have Gordon and him go back and they're like I thought you put it up I thought you put it up and they go up to the top of it and it's Catwoman there with the corrupt narcotics uh, officer yeah Um, and she's like he was there the night that Annie died Um, and she has him on a video call like the call recording from Annie that like you have Falcone there and you can hear him choking her to death. That's horrendous. Like, yeah, that, that that recording fucked. The fact that Catwoman hears it fucked. And yeah. the fact that it's her dad did it fucked. <laughs> fucked. <laughs> but so good. So, so juicy. Good. So, so, so good. And this is where this is where Catwoman has that like walk the line moment mm. where 
Like, she is like, okay, and now we know it's Falcone, let's kill this guy. <laughs> yeah, because she's like, he was there, he helped kill Annie, we're going to kill him. Yeah, he's like, part you of it. You're like, Bruce is like, we don't kill people. She's like, but he killed my friend, and I was helping solve my friend's murder. I'm going to kill him, and I'm going to feel real good about it, and then I'm going to go kill Falcone. So there are my two things. Yeah, um, and that's where she goes a bit rogue for a little while. <laughs> But it's also understandable for for what she does. Um, and you have the where she just kicks him off and him and Gordon save him. Yeah. And they drag him back up. Very Batman um, thing to do. Save a criminal. Also, then he he, uh, he chases after he like building walks down the fucking building. <laughs> it's really cool, but it's like only like in one scene. Surely he could have used that to get down from the police station earlier. It makes sense. Would have made sense, but look, we're not going to get into it. Um, it's used like it's a really cool gadget that's used once for like I would say three seconds of screen time. At the end of it, I was like, "Why did he not do that Which, before? Where's the rest of it? <laughs> Even just the grappling hook on its own. First of all, grappling hook in this movie, really, 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 really cool. Uh, mm. Needs some more play. I want to see him swinging about the place. He's all gadgets, though. Like he's riddled with gadgets. Is why he's always rattling every time he walks into a scene. But like he's he's like a young Batman. He's just got all these ties. He hasn't quite figured out how to use them all. He's still, yeah, it. he's still testing out what works best for him. Like, like that's why man- he has the fucking suit. Yeah, man's got one batarang in his arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> like he's he's overdone it on certain things and not done enough on other things. He's really leaned into the whole wrist mounted like dart launcher type thing. <laughs> yes. I think to perfect it they need to be computers. Well one of them does. On his Yeah, app. yeah. Like a, an Oracle style like here's what's going on and get information yeah. sent to him and shit like that. Um, and that's what I thought he was doing with Penguin. You know when he was typing in like the URL and everything? And yeah. And he just like, he had a laptop. Just had a regular like, like Sony Vio. <laughs> I was like, just use the fucking yoke in your arm. That would have just solved it. Um, but look, what can you do? Um, so you, then he has to go try and catch up with Selena. Yeah. And um, th- they figure out Falcone's the rat. Is It comes to light. A falcon also is a rat with wings. And so he's like, right, Fal- the Falcone's the rat. That means, and in the police, the narcotics guy is like, everyone in the city, he doesn't work for us. Yeah. We all work for him. Falcone is the mayor. Like, he's the, he's the guy who's run Gotham for 20 years, ever since the renewal project that we all skim money off every single year. Um, it's a yeah. charity, so nobody ever looks at the oversights or the overheads. Like, we can just do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, because the Waynes donated like a billion dollars and then just died. So that yeah. money is just for the taking. And so they... They're, so Batman's like, we need to go back to the Iceberg Lounge. So he's like racing there. And Catwoman's already there, like full Selena Kyle outfit. And she's like, can I speak to Falcone? I'm just, I'm very upset about my friend Annie. I just need to talk to him. Um, and they like, bring, yes. Does he know she's his daughter? No. Right. I got, she reveals I got, that now. She reveals that to him now. I thought that they, that he knew when they met no. earlier. Okay. I don't. I, no, I don't think so. So then, what happens is the Batman has to break into the Iceberg Lounge and he has to cut off the electricity and go through the hallway after going down through the lift. Sean, so Oh, this scene, man! <laughs> this is this is amazing. They shouldn't have shown it to us. No, this would have been amazing to see in the cinema first time. Why would? Why did they put this in the trailer? Because I watched I mean, the trailer fifty times. It's brilliant. It's amazing, 
but but oh, if I had seen that in the cinema, I might have. <gasps> I oh, I would have shit. Myself. I I was like giddy. I was watching it like giddy. Like this yeah. is fucking pure Batman. Like you just he you just see the muzzle shots of the gun, and like he's getting closer. Like fucking Mike Myers. Like he's just yeah, slowly getting closer to everyone and just breaking bones one by one. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff as well where he's um like he's fighting them. And he grab he does grab the gun at points, but he just hits him with the butt of it. Yeah, like because I mean it would have solved a lot of issues if he just had Ben Affleck to just oh, take the gun, machine gun them all to death. It's game over. You don't have to fight oh, anyone. If you could Batfleck quick scope every villain, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Bring the sniper to the lounge. <laughs> Walk in with it. <laughs> Very strange choice in those movies, but this is great. This scene oh. where he's just mowing through lads is amazing. And also, he walks in as as um, he doesn't have time to put on the suit yet, so he comes in with just the eye makeup on and like the hair and the hat and the scarf up, and he gets in, and then he's like in the fucking other room, like cutting off the electricity, then quickly putting on the suit. Yeah, and then be like, okay, let's go to work. Um, and he just like barrels through them one by one. Another thing about that suit that I like, I do believe he can fit it in a backpack. Yes. Which it, is. It seems lightweight. Yeah, which is outstanding level of detail that just like he just walks around and he's ready to go in five minutes. I'm going to say so, Shot. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to say it. I think this is the best looking bat suit ever. Best bat suit we've ever had. Ever. I'm so glad you think so. I, I mean, Affleck was fucking slick. I Affleck was unreal. Yeah. But I think this. For what this is, it works so fucking good. It's like, um, it's everything that was good about every Batsuit put together. Yeah, it's like, it's got the cool grey of the Affleck suit, but like it's leaned, leaned down into like, just, it's got like um, the Christian Bale Dark Knight leanness yeah. combined with the Affleck grey outlook with the cowl. Oh, and the, the collar of the cape gives it like a Keaton kind of presence. That yeah. he looks bigger and wider than he is. I just think it looks beautiful. Like it it's looks gorgeous. Unreal. It's yeah. fucking amazing. I can't believe we haven't talked about that yet. But yeah, it's so good. We haven't talked about a lot of things. We've talked about the plot, but like all the actors, everyone's killed it. Everyone's um, outstanding. That goes without saying. I think Greg Fraser is on cinematography, um, and that guy, uh, he did The Mandalorian, then he did oh. Dune, then oh. he did this. Good God, um, Greg is having a good yeah. couple of months. <laughs> Greg's after having a few months to himself yeah. there now. Um, he d- like for, To go from Dune to then this, he worked on them back to back. And they're both very um, different films, but they both look outstanding. Just beautiful. Every shot in this is fucking gorgeous. Yeah. And it's, it, it's the oh. every frame of painting mindset. We're just like, no... I, you can pause at any point and this looks amazing. But it shouldn't be because it's always raining and it's always dark. It should be really drab and none of it should be nice. But fuck me, somehow. I've seen somehow. Man of Steel. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I'm well aware. <laughs> Do you know what I don't like? Is oh. people, this movie came out and people have started shitting on No Way Home. Because now No Way Home is shit because this is the new take. No, I two things like could be have- good. We can have lots of nice things, guys. It's like, I'm, great, we've got two good movies. <laughs> back to back. <laughs> and they're good in different ways. Yeah. And that's fine. And they both do different jobs. They're both different yeah. stories. 
Like, you're in it for different reasons. I don't always want to watch Seven. Sometimes I want to watch Scott Pilgrim. (laughs) And the thing about that is... Like, I, I see, you see it a lot on Twitter that, like, this movie comes out, oh, well, Marvel's dog shit. The MCU is dog shit. MCU is dead. Called yeah. it. <laughs> this is new. This is now the new thing. This is big deal. And look, I think two things can be good at once. We've talked about this. Yeah. The MCU is, can be good. No Way Home, excellent. Very much like Eternals, and not so excellent. Not so good. Now, that doesn't say everything in the MCU is good, but there's a lot of really good stuff there. They've made an awful lot of money <laughs> doing yeah, yeah. good stuff. I mean, DC, they've done this. They've also done some things some, that we not... Some <laughs> things that we don't like. They did the first Wonder Woman, though. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was pretty yeah. good. Did the second Wonder Woman... No, I haven't seen it. I was going to say that, like, I I want them to, because it's definitely getting a sequel. Oh, that's yeah. been known no, for signed on for three movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want them to be really, really careful. And I, yeah. Just let him do the exact same thing he's already done. Let Matt Reeves do what he wants to do. Don't say, no, but this worked well in the last movie, so we need to include it. No, if he wants to get rid of it, get rid of it. Just Matt Reeves him. was at a uh, Comic Con in 2017, apparently writing this in a separate room. The convention was in the other room, and he was in a separate room to the side writing the script for this. Right. Um, just like writing the Batman. And when he wrote it, he had Pattinson in mind, and he had Kravitz in mind as Catwoman. And they hadn't even asked Pattinson, and he didn't even know if Pattinson liked Batman. But he was like, I want a Kurt Cobain guy who's famous, but he hates being famous. And who's perfect for that other... <laughs> who is literally that who, man. Who is that man who is super famous and talented, but he hates being famous and just wants to do movies and leave him alone after the Twilight thing. And he's like... So that it, that was in his head when he was writing Bruce Wayne for this. That's really um, good. And so... And Paul Dano as well. Uh, I think Paul Dano was the first choice for this as well, that he wanted to bring him in. He's, he, I, I, he was an odd choice for Riddler, but I really like what he did with it. But uh, I mean, have you seen him in like Prisoners and shit? Like, he's fucking, he's, he's so good at so just good. being weird. <laughs> yeah. See him in There Will Be Blood? He's a chameleon. He's an absolute chameleon, that lad. No, and chameleon's a Spider-Man villain. Connor. Okay, sorry, I do apologise. But he's so good at just being fucking weird. Yeah. And like, and I'm sure he's a lovely man in real life, but he's just really good at that as those characters on screen. And you're like, you're off-putting. Just, just I'm uncomfortable watching you doing stuff. Um, yeah. There's and a very uncomfortable bit later. With, yeah, coming up. But yeah, yeah. So they, they go to the Iceberg Lounge and eventually Catwoman catches up with Falcone. The two of them are fighting. She's about to kill him and yeah. Bruce comes in and stops her and is like, you don't need to kill him. You're If you take his life, you're not as, like, you're the same as him. We're not going to do that. And it's a really great Batman scene because that is exactly what Batman's done hundreds of times in the comic books. Yeah. You're like, like you're better than this. Like, you're, you're better than that crime boss that you want to kill. Yeah, don't be like him. Uh, I also like Catwoman gets a full-on scratch in with her nails. That's mm. a very nice bit that I liked. Um, and I like Batman has Falcone. Like, he has caught him. And Falcone is laughing, being like, okay, arrest me. Like It's my... I, I'm going to be back here tomorrow night. It, you mm. can't... I am, immu- I am like... Uh, is Immunity. To, because to the because law. he thinks he owns everybody in the police force as well. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. 
and he owns every judge he owns every jury and so everybody comes out and he comes out with a club and you have Penguin there and Penguin is so good Colin Farrell in this is like he sees his chance and it comes out that he's the rat You're, you're like you're the fucking rat yeah. For all of us. And we all lived in fear of you. Like, and you can see Penguin's eyes light up. And like, he's like, this is like a gap in the market. Yeah, there, this is like, there is a power vacuum right now. And the first one who grabs it gets it. And he's the he's like lined up to be that. And so you have uh, Falcone like, oh, you're a big man now, are you? Because I've been handcuffs. Yeah, yeah. He gets shot. And you're like, oh shit, what the fuck? And then you forget, like, because you forgot for like five seconds. Yeah. But the riddle was bring him into the light. Bring the rat to the light. Yeah. And so, yeah, uh, so Batman walks him out. Uh, completely doesn't plan this. Walks him out. He happens to be under a street light. Mm. And Riddler pulls the trigger from across the ro- road. And I think the riddle is like, bring him into the light and I'll show myself. And so yeah. then R- Batman looks into the, into the window and of course Riddler's up there. And they all sprint up and they they eventually catch him in the cafe, which is in the trailer, that he's just sitting there waiting for him because he's done now. He's, yeah. he's he's done what he wanted to do. He's accomplished everything. Uh, yeah. Riddler's apartment, terrifying. Awful. Awful little place. <laughs> Horrible place to exist. Really good character building. Horrible mm. place to exist. <laughs> I don't want to be there, but yeah, it's cool. <laughs> it's cool, but it's bad. Um, it just, it is, I mean, it is seven. It's like yeah, the apartment it's a serial killer seven. room. Yeah. And so they, they eventually catch him. They take him away. And you're just like, okay, well, that's the movie done. And then I was like, wait, there's another half an hour left. What the yeah. fuck is going on here? Um, and this is really where, I do think the movie is too long, Sean. I think... <laughs> It's yeah. about 25 minutes too long. Two and a half hours, this would be a fucking unreal experience. I think you could still have the end. I understand why the end is there because, I mean, I've already said the end made me cry in terms of what it accomplishes. Yes. But I think there's bits in between that you could cut out yeah, to I get think, us to there. Yeah, some of the Falcone stuff, I feel, could have been cut down a bit because we kind of catch two villains one after another and then there's the big set piece. Yeah. I I mean, you could even do it that Riddler's at the final place, but he's also surrounded by all of his friends. Yeah. So but, you catch him there. Yeah. I, there, there is a bit, there's a bit too much back and forth sometimes of Bruce being like, okay, and that's sorted. But wait, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they, they capture him and they take him in and... I mean, they, Batman gets sent to Arkham and they're like, oh, Riddler's asking for you. Yeah. And he's like, oh, shit, like Riddler knows that like I'm Bruce Wayne and he's going to reveal it all. And that's when he looks at Gore and he's like, you're a good cop. Yeah, he's like, um, this is it. The Batman's over. Like, And he he goes to the Arkham and they have this really fucking creepy scene where Paul Dano is munching, munching on scenery, so he is. But he's absolutely just like monologuing and just being super fucking creepy and just weird. Just a weird dude. Very yeah. weird dude in this scene. Uh, and he's... He, his whole thing... like, cause he, he, His backstory then is that he was an orphan, but not like a Bruce Wayne orphan. He was a regular orphan. He says one line and it stuck with me. And it was like, every winter, one of the babies dies. 
because it's mm. so cold in the building. He starts the speech by Bruce is looking at me and goes, Bruce yeah. Wayne. And you're like, oh, he's caught. Like, he's sussed it. He's like, figured it is, out. And Bruce immediately looks up at the camera and is like, oh, okay, I'm done. Like, they have this on camera. I'm absolutely fucked. And it, he does the whole speech of, like, an orphan and people care about Bruce Wayne, but they never gave a shit about anybody else because they're poor. And, like, it's completely... The city's just scum. Like, they just don't give a shit. And it goes on for like two minutes and you're like, it's getting to the crescendo. And then he's like, then he says something that's like, he doesn't know who Batman is. It's, he, he, I think, I think cause he's, he's talking about Bruce Wayne and he says like, and that's why he had to die. Yeah. Or like something like, and it's like, and Bruce, like Batman is like, then he looks up. Yeah, he's then, looking down to uh, the yeah. whole thing. But, but, but once he says that, Batman's like, oh, I'm back in the game. Okay. <laughs> Over, like, wait, there's hope. So you're saying there's a chance. Hang on, Riddler. You're a shit cop, Gordon. Hang on. <laughs> yeah. It rings Alfred. You're not even my fucking dad. I wish you died in the explosion. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Catwoman, um, you're evil. <laughs> I'm the best Batman ever. <laughs> and so then Riddler just goes starts going mad because yeah. Batman hasn't solved the final riddle. And so you didn't figure it out. You're like, not as smart as I thought you were. Um, gave you too much credit. And so then he just starts singing Ave Maria once yeah. Batman is like, you're a psychopath. Which the internet has gone wild for, by the way. Ave Maria. Yeah, it's a new meme. Uh, oh, good stuff. Yeah, you'd like it. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I haven't been keeping up. I'll send um, you a bunch. <laughs> send me a bunch. Was that today or yesterday? I think it was... It's going to be this evening, I'll be honest. Okay. Um, but yeah. Uh, so you have Riddler just singing Ave Maria super creepy and Batman's like it's not over it's so upset what happening there's 25 minutes left in the runtime. where yeah. are we going um, and he goes back to Riddler's apartment and he goes to the original crime or the original weapon the fir- very first crime of the mayor yeah and which he which Batman discarded earlier he was like oh that's the murder weapon used to kill the mayor yeah that, and in his head it's almost like okay tick box that's sorted now we know what did that. But the, the other cop is there. And the most helpful actually, cop in all of Gotham. It, it's also a really good scene because the cop is like, what are you doing here? And Batman just looks at him. And he's like, yeah. you're not meant to be here. And Batman just looks at him. And the man's like having a full conversation without Batman saying a fucking word. <laughs> yeah, and he's... Uh, the, uh, this is one of the good cops as well. So he's like, okay, I'll let you in. You can have a look. And then Batman starts destroying a crime scene. <laughs> and so he he tears up all the carpet. Underneath mm. is like all the bombs that he's set. Yeah, um, it's a map of that, Gotham. All the bombs around. And there's a, a dark web website open. And it's the Riddler's last message to his followers. And it was encrypted. But then it's opened up. And it's like a proper like a YouTube fucking QAnon video. Yeah. That's fucked. And it's just like proper like, hi, guys, you're all my followers, but we got to take all this stuff back. Like, this is ours. So what we're going to do is we're all going to take our guns and we're going to go to the centre. I'll blow up all the place and we're just going to shoot everyone. Yes, they blow up the flood walls around the city, flooding it with water. Everyone's going to gather in the stadium where all of these Riddler goons will be. Yeah. And they're all going to, because the comments are beside it. And they're all like, oh, you can get this at the army surplus store. 
yeah. don't forget your cling fill like all this kind of stuff and, and they're like and what do what caliber do we bring how many yeah. rounds do we bring and everyone's like oh, just bring a rifle if you have a rifle just bring whatever you want like shotguns rifles anything it's all good bro it's all, it's good. all good we're just there to kill people so it's fine do whatever you want and it's like scary an, real man <laughs> yeah it's like an extra edge of oh fuck me that's too close to the board that's, that's too close um, to home and so then the Batman's like oh shit and I love the fact that there's never a moment where he can save it happening like he no. just looks out the window and it just blows up it just happens yeah convenient timing I would say that Batman got to very convenient timing but <laughs> it would be, be different if he had just made it out the door <laughs> yeah it would be or if he's like halfway through the video all of these explosions go up <laughs> and then you just see him take a breath and like press play again <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? I mean, <laughs> he answers. plays like, oh, that solves that. Actually, I probably should have played that about thirty seconds before. Yes, oh, yeah, God, should have ripped off that carpet a bit uh, faster. Oh no! Why did I go get takeout before I came here? I could have actually saved an hour. I shouldn't I have, have stopped for that haircut. <laughs> I shouldn't have stopped. Um, and so all the flooding starts. The whole city gets flooded, um, which I don't know if I'm a fan of. But what can you do? It is in a um, comic, I believe. I, I looked into this. It's like I think it's called Zero Year or something like that. And it's, it has happened. I mean, Gotham has been destroyed multiple times multiple through earthquakes, times. through floods. Through all yeah, sorts what's of that shit. earthquake story you told me about? Um, oh, oh no! There's someone's beating me up. Yeah, I've, I've read it like three times. What it's, the fuck's it called? No man's land. It's no man's <laughs> no, land, right? I think, yeah, no man's land. <laughs> where all the gangs are all fighting for uh, all the new property because the whole city falls out. Yeah, um, that's the one. And so they. The, um, the whole city gets flooded and everyone goes to the centre and Batman turns up there and all the Riddlers are all decked out with like full Riddler gear yeah. um, with all their guns at the top and Batman just starts mowing through them. Yeah, just starts cutting them down. Like the Also, it's a really weird scene because they're kind of huge. Like, because one of them arrives and the other guys like welcome him. Yeah. And they're like, come on in. It's really weird and humanizing for horrible people. It's awful. But that's, that, I think that's the point though. Yeah, that's, you're meant to feel uncomfortable with these guys. Yeah. And my favorite bit, by the way, is the mayor being like, and Gordon's like, you're going to die if you go yeah. out there. They like, are here objectively for you. <laughs> and she, she's like, I will go out and have a chat. That's the problem with this sea. People don't want that. She walks out just immediately gets shot. I was like, you should probably listen to Gordon, to be honest. Yeah. I, I like, but I love, like, it's the most Jim Gordon moment as well, because she gets shot. He runs out on stage and just drags yeah. her back and starts, like, counter-firing sniper rifles with a pistol. (laughs) Like, it's the perfect summation of Jim Gordon's career as a cop. He's trying his best. He's He's just trying his best, but he does not have any equipment to help him. (laughs) (laughs) And so then, yeah, Batman shows up, and I mean, he just beats the shit out of all of them. Um, There's some really good, like inner Batman moments in this in terms of like the guys shoot each other I like when yeah. the two guys raise the guns and he like dives to the side and they both shoot each other um, you have the fire extinguisher bit when he's like hanging so on he like good. blows up the fire extinguisher and then like pops out with a fucking smoke yeah he's using fear he's like he's still fighting with intimidation he's not just okay let's walk through um, these guys and kill him and so then there's a moment finally where a guy gets a shotgun blast off and just shoots him straight in the chest. Yeah. And he's just fucked. And he's hanging on for dear life. And Catwoman has to dive down and save him. Yeah. And then Catwoman gets attacked. And Bruce is, 
he's just been shot in the chest with a shotgun. He's just fought 12 men. He's bet he can't get up. And I don't know if it's like a precursor to like a, a venom kind of thing, but he injects himself with like adrenaline or something. I, I think it's just adrenaline. I, okay. I think it's it, it's as I, simple as like he just has a tube of adrenaline in case the just, worst happens that he needs to get out of there. And but he goes feral, Matt. <laughs> like he leaps on this man and starts pummeling him. And, and like, that's the dude from like, the funeral, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's the dude from the funeral. Yeah, and Catwoman has to like pull him off. And Gordon is it Gordon comes up and is like, "Hey, man." And, like, Batman has the fist up ready to hit whoever's behind him. He's ready to go. So good. I love it so much. And, like, then my favourite bit is that, like, they they unmask the guy and he's like, they're like, who are you? And he's like, I'm vengeance. Because he thinks he's, like, so cool. And Batman in that moment is just like, what the fuck am I doing? This is not the way. he's vengeance. I'm not him. I, like, it's not the way. I need to inspire. Like, in that moment... Pattinson in like does a whole bunch of acting without saying a fucking word and he's just like what am I doing yeah and like without the top half of his face he does a lot of it so because <laughs> yeah. he's like no I shouldn't be inspiring him and then he sees there's a electric cable dangling close to water and there's people trapped. it's gonna kill everyone it's gonna kill everyone and so he does the most Batman thing ever, which is he jumps on, <laughs> he jumps, grabs the cable, and then the like handgun that is his bat symbol <laughs> is a batarang, and it's a knife, and he slashes the cable and like falls down. It's I, you cannot imagine how giddy I was <laughs> seeing that. Um, I was just like in my seat, going, "Yes, that yeah. is that is a fucking comic book come to life." That's <laughs> my Batman. <laughs> like, I don't want to be cheesy, but that is literally what I would expect <laughs> yeah. to happen. And um, the next bit then is all kind of like somber and slow motion because like the bad guys are defeated. Yeah, but and Batman objectively could leave and save himself. And, like, get away. You know, not risk the police coming after him. But he, like, he's standing there in the water and he looks back and he just pulls out a flare and just holds it up and walks towards the people who are trapped. And he starts saving people and he leads them all out. Like, he's the light that leads them all out of there. And one of Um, them is the kid. Yes. The kid is the first one to take Batman's hand. Yeah, because the mayor doesn't. The mayor no. looks at him and is like, who the fuck are you? And the kid's like, this guy's good. He's going to yeah. help. Because he saved him already. He's, well, actually, yeah. Bruce saved him, I suppose. Um, Maybe he knows. But, but the bit that really, like, that was, the bit where I was, like, emotional at. The helicopter. That I was like, this is pure, this is the helicopter scene. It's <gasps> like, when he leads them all out and he's, like, carry, and then the narration kicks back in and is like, I've been doing it wrong, like, all this time. I've been living by fear. And... I shouldn't be trying to instill fear. I can still try and instill fear in the criminals, but it's about instilling hope that there's somebody out there looking out for these people. They're looking out for the people of Gotham. Um, Yeah, he's a symbol of hope. Oh, it's so good. Fucking hell. It's so fucking good. I I know we're being comic book nerds, but it's just fun to like things. Yeah. Um, And like the The fact that... He also says... um, he, He says, vengeance won't change the past. And that's how he's like, I need Bruce, to... Bruce, my and buddy. I was like, Bruce, <laughs> Bruce has grown up. You've got it. You've got it, my buddy. <laughs> he's now Batman the Animated Series, Bruce. <laughs> it's best Bruce. Uh, the helicopter bit is, it's where 
the the lady is being strapped in and she's like holding on to Batman's She won't hand. let go of him because he's the only one that she trusts. Yeah. And he has to like carry her and he puts her down and she's like looking at him like, is it okay? And he's like, these people, I trust them too. Yeah, I, it's okay. You can go with them. You They'll can go with them. You. And I'm, she won't let go. And he's covered in like dirt. dirt and rubble and like he is exhausted and bet but he's still mm. standing and carrying people and helping <sighs> don't and talk to me the don't news me. reports that oh the Batman is helping don't and it's like oh lads, lads. <laughs> lads. <laughs> I don't know how what I wanted from this movie and I know it's like 25 minutes too long but that one scene made it all worth I would forgive I a lot fuck. of things in that movie for this one scene because <laughs> I was like that's literally what I want in any Batman thing that they always get wrong that he always has to be a dark edgy vengeance fucking like no. a grumpy fucker because that's cool but like it's less cool to be I just gotta be a feature hope for these people Cause, yeah because he's 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 he is hard and he is cold but like he's kind like he, he, his heart's in the right place. His heart's in the right place. There's that. There's that very famous. Is it the animated series where one of the villains is like a young girl who's dying? And oh, bam. it's um that is in Justice League Unlimited. Uh, yeah, and it's the Royal the, Flush Gang, and they have a psychic who's Ace. Or is right. It, I think she's Ace. Um, and basically she's dying. Like she's so powerful that like. They, they, they made her in a lab and they like improved her psychic abilities to the point where she's like about to die. She's going to like self-destruct and she wants to take everyone with her. Yeah. Because she's so aggressive. And basically Amanda Waller is down there and like she's leading the Justice League. Like we need to stop her before she kills everyone. And she's like Superman, Green Lantern, everyone just fucking attack her. And Bruce just stops everything and just like, okay, stop. Let me go talk to her. And like he walks in and she's like, I'm about to die. And he's like, I know. And they just have a chat and she reads his mind. She's like, you're not here to hurt me, are you? And he's like, no, I'm not here to hurt you. No, I just want to make it easier. And he sits down beside her, like they're on a swing. And he sits down beside her, he just holds her hand. Because she's only like 12. He's yeah. like, and she's like, I'm really scared of dying. And she's like crying. And he's like, I know, I know. And he just, Amanda Waller tells the story of uh, like, that he sat with her until she passed away. Like he didn't attack her, didn't do anything. Like they had been trying for hours to try and attack this little girl to make her stop. But all they needed was him. Just going, I'm just going to stay with you. Like a human. Yeah. yeah. Actually, you you don't actually, have to go um, alone. It's in the Batman Beyond episode of Justice League. It's, uh, right. Oh, it's it's the, oh, yes, you told me about this. It's epilogue, for all of yeah. the... So it's Amanda Waller telling uh, Terry about like stories of Bruce. And that's what he's done. And that's like in canon for that Batman to have done that. Like there's a moment where like, he's just good. Like he's just a good person yeah. that maybe punching isn't the best way to solve every he's, situation. He's insane and he's got problems, but <laughs> his heart is in the right place. Yeah. Um, and so like, that is what made this ending like completely worked for me that I cannot wait. I really hope, I mean, I'm already talking about a fucking sequel, but what I want is I want there to be active like change in the sequel that like we've gotten through this movie where it's really great and he's really aggressive but yeah. I want that like really big change in the I, second one I feel there's going to be a time skip in the second one like three or yeah. four years Bruce is like accepted by Gotham and then a certain clown prince of crime oh, is no. going to show up oh, no. and then suddenly Bruce loses control of Gotham do you know what I have in my notes is yeah I wanted to gloat about this for um, the last scene 
because, I mean, I love that scene. I love all that idea that they're getting across. This is the single worst scene in any comic book movie for about 20 years. I think oh. it's atrocious. Holy shit. I think it's oh. absolutely, positively dog shit that Joker is in this movie. Even if he's Barry Keown. And look. Which we did call. We we knew it was Barry. And I we love Barry. Barry love is Barry. patron saint. All pod. good things for Barry. So you know I'm not saying this from a point of aggression towards Barry. I think this is the stupidest scene. And this movie absolutely did not need this. Wow. I will agree that it didn't need it. I I I also feel like it's it's a better movie without it. Um, <laughs> so yes. <laughs> but am I mad that it's gonna be in the future? No, I'm not mad that Barry Hewan's gonna be the Joker. I mean I I, I feel if I this was s- the after credits we'd be fine. I had such a visceral reaction to this, so I was already I was sobbing from the previous scene. And then I went into this and I just felt so aggressively, this is terrible. Why did they do this? We were like on a home run of like, this was different from every comic book movie that has to set up 10 sequels at mm. once. And then they're like, oh, the Joker's in this. See, We've had five since 2016. Here see, we go is, again. This is interesting because, uh, I mean, look, if, if the next movie, the Joker is the main villain, it's going to get Dark Knight comparisons out the arse. Why would you do that? Why would you curse yourself like that, first of all? Um, But, I mean, I think we did a story not too long ago about there being two cuts of this movie. One with a character included and one without. Yes. And one of them tested better with audiences. I believe we're watching the cut that tested better with audiences. (sighs) Maybe it's just me that... No, No, I fully get where you're coming from. Like it's it. I think it's Joker fatigue is the issue, but yeah. I think the studios are always going to push for Joker. And if that's the concession that Matt Reeves had to make to make the rest of this film, absolutely fine with that. Am I interested to see Irish accent Barry Keown playing the Joker? Fuck yeah, I am. Like, but do you know what? I've turned on that. Not on Barry, but I just have what? they made you hate the Joker? Yes. You're yes. bored of the Joker, not, I think. Not that I hate him. I, I love the Joker as a character. But I just... Just, lads, there's so many other <laughs> characters. Like, Give me you a clay love, face. You love Spider-Man, right? Yeah. But if they did Green Goblin four times with four different people, basically every, like, four years, <laughs> yeah. by the fifth one, you'd be like, I'm fucking sick of Green Goblin. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there was uh, Willem Dafoe and then James Franco and then Dane DeHaan. Like, True! It did go downhill, I will be honest. By the time you got the day in the hand, did you care? No, I was fully mm. done with Green Goblin because I thought no one could ever do it better than Willem Dafoe. And turns out I was right. I, uh, I just think, just leave it. I mean, you've had two Oscar-winning performances. But then again, look, I think you're right. Joker makes the money. So they're obviously yeah. going to throw him in. And it's going to test better with audiences because the audiences that they're bringing in aren't me and you, who have to talk about comic book stuff for all those people who, like, love this shit. They're going to obviously trust more for the... Like, the people who had to go with their kids or whatever, like, that's Joker. The kids are like, yeah, that's Joker. That's really cool. Yeah, like, but, like, in... When Dark Knight came out, we were, what, 15, 16? Yeah, something like that. That was the coolest shit in the world, man. (laughs) So, like, imagine being 15 or 16 
watching this Batman. And then being oh, yeah, hyped like, for, oh, we'll get a Joker with this Batman. If I was 15, this would be my favourite movie of all time. And I I still think it might be in the top <laughs> five. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very impressive. <laughs> but it's, it's really good. Um, it's, and it ends with um, him and Catwoman going separate ways. She goes off to Blue like Haven. Um, and he goes off and the last shot is him just looking at the mirror uh, at her. And so that is the end of the film. I mean, Matt Reeves fucking amazing I love the fact that they just let him do what he wanted to do yeah just let him go it's the classic thing that we say is that like studios trust your directors and by god Matt Reeves proved that to be right and Matt Reeves I like the cast I mean Pattinson I think this is like I mean he has had some fucking excellent performances over the last few years I think this is right up there like and this is up there I, with like the lighthouse and shit, like in terms of performance. I know they're very different films, but like in terms of an know, actor doing a job well, yeah. But you know what's weird? It's like, I don't like him as Bruce Wayne. I like I love but, him as Bruce but Wayne. But no, I don't like him as Bruce Wayne as like I don't like the character, but that's the point. He he hates being Bruce Wayne. He he doesn't feel comfortable as yeah. Bruce Wayne. I so, like the to- like not tortured, but like yeah, I mean kinda of tortured, but like the <laughs> The Joker tattoo damaged. Like he's just he's just got anxiety. He's just he's, like he, yeah, he's ang- he's anxious. He's depressed. He's probably obsessive compulsive in some way. Uh, like he's and he hates himself. Yeah. And so he he feels so much more comfortable because he gets to be somebody else. Like yeah, and, and he gets to be the Batman, and then people respect him and people like him. Yeah, and he he feels like he can do something when he was very unable to save his parents. Yeah. I think we just and summed up the character of Batman. I think we did. Uh, Zoe Kravitz, I mean, she's fucking Catwoman. Like, I'm in love just... with Zoe Kravitz now, Connor. <laughs> Quite frankly. <laughs> I'll say it. Did you see the tweet that was like, the, there was a girl behind me that moaned when she came on the screen? <laughs> I, saw, I, saw, I saw one tweet and it was, uh, I won't be able to walk out of the cinema after watching Zoe Kravitz in a leather suit kicking men for three hours. <laughs> but there was also one that was like, for, for the bisexuals, Pattinson and Kravitz back to back. What am I to do? <laughs> I've got too many presents at Christmas. <laughs> um, look, I think she is literally Catwoman. Um, yeah, just nailed it. That's that is just. It's the, I would say that's right up there with Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, with Patrick Stewart as Professor X. I think like Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, Zoe Kravitz, Catwoman. That is just. It's right. It's right, perfect. Paul Dano was Riddler. Excellent. Jeffrey Wright. I mean, fucking excellent talented really human being. Garden. So, um, so good. That man is an actor as well. Like, he is a proper actor. And he brought he's so it. so good. Like, so good in this. Um, I mean, Andy Serkis doesn't really get a lot of play. I think he's only, like, two or three seeds. We know although Andy Serkis is really talented. It's just, they probably just didn't give him enough. But you could also say that about, like, I wouldn't say Michael Caine. I think if we went back, I don't know if Michael Caine gets as many seeds as we think he does. In the, but it's Michael Caine. So, he has gravitas. Yeah, I, I, in the first one, it's he gets quite a bit, I think, because... In The Dark Knight, though. The, yeah, actually. Like, he he doesn't get a huge amount. He burns a letter, 
<laughs> but but maybe that's part of the trilogy though like the first one you have alfred and bruce they're like bruce is like you're not my dad second yeah. one they're working together third one something happens to alfred in the third one and oh. these two are like they're like alfred and bruce wayne you're obviously going to be a lot more emotional about that um and then colin farrell we got to respect the irish uh, yeah. he absolutely killed it also in that interrogation scene his legs are cable tied so he walks yeah. away like a penguin <laughs> it's great it's good such stuff. a nice such a um, dumb bit but I love it <laughs> um, I think this is uh, not a perfect movie but it's the perfect Batman movie and I that's all I can say for it um, this would be what I would use for Batman Begins is excellent I love Batman Begins but yeah. I think I would go to this first now before begins I think so. to get proper I, Batman yeah I think it's a really good jumping off point for what Batman is about and you can go from here into other Batman media but with this as your basis you're like oh no I know I know how this guy's gonna operate like if you win from this and then played the Arkham games it would be seamless that's the, just go that, straight through that is like god tier Batman experience in life <laughs> is just that like you would just go straight through you'd be like this is perfect like this is just arkham origins remade again yeah yeah oh, oh that's good. <laughs> um, by the way it's already after making 500 million dollars it's only been out for a week um it had a yeah. budget of 200 million so it's i don't know what we're on for but if it makes 500 million dollars a week it's going to take it a month <laughs> to get the two billion it's so. definitely crossing <laughs> a billion anyway like guaranteed <laughs> Um, and just everyone on it, like music. I mean, the music shot. Oh, the, the new music. Batman theme! I love yeah. so much. I've been listening to it nonstop. It works. Great, it's a great, it's a great it's soundtrack. Fucking ex- <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Um, so good. Cinematographer Greg Fraser, so good. Matt Reeves should be so proud of what he's done here. Um, there are some things, obviously, that that has some flaws. It's a bit long. There are two, two or three scenes that definitely. Um, to me, you probably could cut. Yeah, Batman forgets to be smart sometimes. Sometimes. But I think at its core, like, it understands the character. Like, it has good intentions. So even when it does stuff that I'm like, I wouldn't have done it like that, but I I, I have heart. You know what you're doing. You just described (laughs) Batman. Yeah. You've just described the character of Batman in describing the Batman film. There's scenes in it where I'm like, that's not what I would do but at the same time how you where you go from there is like I see what you're trying though I see what you're, yeah. I'm, I'm willing to forgive it yeah and we're trying to get from A to C I get why B had to happen yeah um, but yeah th- I mean that is our Batman review shot if you have anything else to add no I don't think so uh, we shaved an hour off of the runtime of the movie so that's pretty Jesus. good that's uh, a miracle yeah we really summed it up there no I I, I had so much fun with this movie um, it, and I, I, I'd be, I was also expecting to be a bit disappointed at the end mm. of it, but I can honestly say I wasn't. Um, I would love to hear what people have to say about it, um, like with our listeners, because I feel like our listeners were all kind of in the same echo chamber. So I'd love if there were different opinions uh, on this movie uh, that we can take a look people at. People might not have liked it. People might not have liked it. People might have liked it more than us. Impossible. I'm the biggest Batman fan. Uh, Actually, no, factually, that's not true on this podcast. Um, I'm not either, but (laughs) I get loads of things wrong. I'm like, do you remember that story? Do you remember that Barbara Gordon one? Do you remember something happened to her? 
Oh, she says, no, I can't. Re- oh, I think you made that up. I think that's fan fiction. People are like, listening to like, this guy's a fucking moron. He never read Batman at all. I've seen a movie. There's a scene on a roof between Batman and Barbara Gordon. that. <laughs> do, you, do, do you want to do a wheat of X or are we... I mean, I don't know how about what wheat of X to give it. I'd give it I'd give it a full Irish, to be fair. It's like my favourite <laughs> breakfast. I'm going to give it a full Irish as well. Excellent. Beans? You getting beans on there? Uh, no. Yeah, no beans. No beans. No beans. <laughs> do you want to take us out, John? Yeah, thanks everyone for listening to this very special episode of Movie Mondays. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can support us over on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast. Link in the description. Special shout outs go to Reporter Waffles, outstanding in his field. I hope you have an umbrella in case it rains in that field, Waffles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Roisin the Wife Palmer, Ryan Wrighttime Evanson, Sean Groyer Moe for a Bro Jameson, Dominic, Josiah Florida Gal Green, Anna Helmroos, Lil Dicky, the lads turned their stories into motion pictures and made millions, McGrew, Danny McLaughlin, Ray, I can't believe Wanda did this, Sammy DeLucia, and Michelle wishing Ronan Brown a very happy 10th birthday. Thank you all for the continued support. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. Hope you enjoyed the Batman. Um, and if you did or didn't, ways that you can tell us is that you can go to the Twitter at Heroes for Hire Pod. The four is a number four. Facebook is Detective Divman's discussion group uh, or Heroes for Hire Podcast on Facebook, whichever one you prefer there. Instagram is Heroes for Hire Podcast. Or you can just send us an email, Heroes for Hire underscore at Outlook.com. But I think that's about it, Connor. Unless there's one other way, the best way to ever help out the show, which is to tell one human being that we exist. See how I saved that there right at the end? Good stuff. Let's go stuff. stuff. Three and a half years um, of podcasting, you know. <laughs> Ven- vengeance will change the past, Sean. Oh, oh that's good. Ave Maria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Mead. Oh, we shall see you all next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.